7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart. You know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome to the weekend edition of Turn Up Tonight with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide, barely, by a, by a shoestring. <laughs> and, uh, of course, welcome to the show. Uh, as always, Joe Santorza, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello, sir. We're electric. That's right. That's right. And uh, don't get, don't spill your Fiji, or you might get electrocuted. <laughs> I <Yeah>. won't. <laughs> and of course, uh, rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington D.C., where the swamp is filled with Fiji water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, could you imagine what an ele- ele- an electric swamp? That'd be a Does good name. Does Trump swim? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think they just sink. Let's, let's give it a shot. Let's find out, kids. Science time. <laughs> An electric Fiji swamp. What happens if go. Steve Mnuchin and his wife stand in a swamp and we drop a hairdryer in it? Well, oh she'll be God. insulated from all that bondage gear she wears. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> what the hell? Why, okay, what's up with her dressing like Kylo Ren, the Fed? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody said it just now on, on, uh, on, on um, the chat. Ari Melber. Ari Melber. Ari Melber. Oh, okay. uh, uh, yeah, somebody just said that uh, she looks like she's about to uh, kidnap a bunch of Dalmatians. Yeah, who wore it better? seriously what was that that was creepy uh you know yeah and of course what's her name deville what we're talking about uh, steve mnuchin steve mnuchin and his wife um were were seen at the u.s mint the other day uh where she was wearing some kind of strange leather outfit again very much like kylo ren from the new star wars series um, and she, they were holding up a sheet of $51 bills, a whole 50 bucks, 50 bucks is probably what she should have paid for the embalming fluid they got injected into her head. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, I'm not criticizing people's looks. I'm criticizing people mutilating themselves. I, I, I am, I am sorely against, uh, cosmetic surgery unless it serves a purpose like, a friend of mine, a friend of Susan's, actually, her best friend, had a deviated septum in her nose, so she got that fixed. Yeah. You know. Well, let's forget about, about the, all the all the looks, but but uh, the optics of That's these two assholes holding optics. up money while oh, yeah. they're party, and he's leading a, an effort in the Congress to take away at the one yes. fell swoop, take away health care from 13 million people, and oh, yeah. at the same time. Raise taxes on the middle class and give billionaires like Donald Trump a huge payday. 
all for Christmas. I mean, and what? the thing is, is optics. When she was getting dressed that day, it, it seems it it really seems like she decided to go out and find the most middle I, I finger know, of an the most middle finger of an outfit she could yeah. find. Honestly, yes. Yeah. It's, it's the optics. She they when people said that they looked like villains, they mm -hmm. were dead on right. Yeah. Especially her with the leather gloves and and it, it was just one of those kind of, you know, let them eat cake moments. Yeah. Yes. I Kylo don't even I don't yeah. even Kylo, I get that he wanted to be there to see the dollar bills with his name on it. Yeah. I get that. He's the Treasury Secretary. That's kind of a big deal. But making those pictures public? Now you're an asshole. Yeah. I will trade those in wherever I can for different dollar bills. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and, uh, uh, yeah, but, yeah, I got to say, Orville Redenbacher and Kylo Ren, cutest couple ever. Um, so, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that's so, <laughs> thank you. Um, uh, yeah, so so that's that's one, one thing that happened this week. Uh, of course, Donald Trump uh, had his Marco Rubio moment. Um, oh. but in, and I wish I had the audio for this. I forgot about that because so much other crap happened, but, um, yeah, Trump was, uh, you know, giving a, a I don't even know what he was talking about. It, nothing mattered because the little baby Donald doll hands had to go grab a bottle. You know, first he couldn't find his Baba on one side of the lectern. <laughs> and then some, somebody had to point out to the fucking moron that the bottle was on the other side. What, what, oh, there is? Oh, we don't have water? Okay, fine. We don't have what? Oh, oh, it's over here? Okay. So he finds his baba. <laughs> he picks it up. And you know how most humans with hands, um, you're familiar with humans <laughs> with hands, right? Um, <laughs> most humans with hands get one of those twist-off caps, and it's kind of like you take your hand, one hand, put it on the cap, and you twist the opposite direction with both hands. And you get yeah. the you, you get the cap off, you know. I'm I'm, I'm I'm doing it right now, and I feel weird doing that all by myself here. Um, so, <laughs> so you, you just kind of twist and then crack, and it comes right off. Well, him, he's like he's like you know, oh my god, watching him take off that cap was like, you don't do that for yourself normally, do you, little fella? <laughs> no, he doesn't. No. And then when no, he was he drinking doesn't. it. Then he was drinking it. He raised it to his teeny little cat butt of mouth that was like, oh, God, did you see his tongue? Did you see his tongue? It looked like, I he, did. Just looked like he ate a I cup of flour. <laughs> it was just oh. like, I did. I did see it. I, I've not been feeling good. And that I was like, oh, here comes yeah. my nausea again. And then he and then little baby Donald uses both hands and there he goes. There he goes. <laughs> Yeah. But you know what? It wasn't even both hands. One hand was around the bottle. The other one was kind of stabilizing crunched it? up into a little mini fist. Yeah, holding the cap. <laughs> I think Linster has it right. He looks like a gerbil dying of thirst. <laughs> <laughs> a gerbil or a gerbil? A gerbil. I kind of like a gerbil. 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 I do. Gerbils. Gerbils. Yeah. <laughs> Gerbils, like gerbils, 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 worst circus act ever. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that was really bothering to me because it just, I looked at it, I saw it happen real time. I was talking to you guys in the chat and I was like, oh my God, he's having a Rubio moment. Yeah. And then I watched it again later and I realized 
this this guy, you're right, Ken. He's having a me mom moment. Open- <laughs> He's having a me mom moment. <laughs> well, that's just it. I mean, he really either he doesn't. He's not used to opening up water bottles, which that's really disturbing because yeah. we're entering like Howard Hughes. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, or he's really I- that frail. I've seen that with my. I mentioned this to you. My my Uma, your me mom, my Uma. She's <laughs> grandma. Yeah, I say um, grandma. Yeah, she she was ninety five when she died. She was she had diabetes. She had congestive heart failure. She was really weak the last few years of her life. Yeah, and she would do that same move when she picked up a glass of water to drink, and she she couldn't even pick up a glass of water. She could pick mm-hmm. it up just so much, but she needed a straw. You should hear Jeff Sessions. If you if oh go ahead finish your finish your thought. No, I just I feel like that Donald Trump is is very very frail. Yeah, and if you think that was oh. embarrassing, you should you should hear uh, you should hear Jeff Sessions open trying to open a bottle of water. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, poor little fella. <laughs> and let's not forget why he was there to the first place. He was supposed to have a major announcement mm-hmm. yes. about an accomplishment at, yes. at that that trip yes. he was on. And all the all it was, as I, I think Stephanie Rule said, it was a travelogue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, dear, di- dear diary, they loved me. <laughs> yeah. It really was. I mean, I heard it and I felt like, oh, this is what I did on my spring break report. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Oh, they loved me, and they they gave me food, and they gave me wine, and they parades, and oh, they loved me. And then there was that time at band camp. Yeah, at band camp. Uh, when, yeah, when we thought I they would... were gonna play the, the national anthem first, and then oh, they did play time, the national anthem first. At band first. camp, I stuck a flute in my. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it's an edited one. I sh- sh- put shoved a flute in my covfefe. <laughs> yeah, that speech was strange. That yeah. speech was really bizarre all around. I, uh, many, I, I, yes, many people I feel reacted. like they didn't let him get over jet lag. Yeah, many. When I was many, listening on the radio. I thought he had a stroke. Yeah, many people. Thinking, were, many people that, were, were were saying, "What the hell?" Yeah. So. Yeah, it was like, well, it's like there was the silence, and and yeah. was, he he was he was. The, he was sniffing. He was again, you know. Yeah. He also, as I watched it, and he, if you listen to it, Joe, then you probably remember there were certain parts where suddenly he got really agitated. Yeah, yeah. And I was wondering yeah, what was no, going on. I, I was really, stuck in traffic, and I was, yeah. I was tweeting with you in the chat, <laughs> and I was listening to him, and I'm wondering. Boy, I hope she's watching this because I have no idea what's going on. It was very, very strange because there were times yeah. he would talk, he was really quiet. You and boy. so I went there and I was there and then, and then they Is gave there me water? Cake. Is there water? And I watched his face. His face went from orange to red at certain po- points during that speech. And yeah. did everybody I- see Marco Rubio's tweet on it? Oh, my God. Oh, God that was so- funny. I got to give him credit for that. It was classic. Do either of you have that uh, in front of you? I, I don't, but it went something it like, was... when you reach for the water, you got to do it with one hand and keep your eye on the camera. But well, yeah, not he bad, started out with not bad a nice start, <laughs> but he has to work on his form. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But not bad for his first first try. Brilliant. <laughs> it was. Yeah. For uh, all he did, yeah, we'll he's, be all about the, 
Yeah, uh, yeah, the tweet. Oh, of course, yeah, because he went crazy on Rubio with the water. Water, where's the water? Give me water, water. And then he throws the bottle over his shoulder. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, uh, Rubio tweeted similar, but needs work on his form. Has to be done in one one single motion, and I should never leave the camera. But not bad for his first time. So. Oh, poor baby Donnie. Oh, <laughs> little Donnie. Little baby Donnie. Use both hands, but little fella. That was his major hang accomplishment. On, his major accomplishment at that speech was holding the bottle with two hands and not spilling anything. That was Thank that you. was his major accomplishment. I cannot believe he didn't know that there wasn't water there. I, water? I have been to the White is House it, once. Is it water? Notice how okay. many times it, when it. Uh, and I'm sorry. I just I just need to say this, Ryan. No, oh, I, I have a water cup from the White House. My mom gave me, um, uh, an Obama water <laughs> he, he cup. Grabbed, none of those filthy Trump cups. But anyway, uh, but what, what he grabbed that bottle like a Russian hooker, honestly, guy. Oh, jeepers creepers. Um. So, but uh, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Um. No. It, the oh no. What's funny is. When he was mocking, and I wish I had this audio, he was mocking Rubio, at, you know, on stage last year, the year before, or whatever. He's like, did you see him with a bottle of water? And he was like, water, water, I need water. Rubio never said he needed water. He talked exactly. and leaned down and got it. Trump, on the other hand, was like, water, wait, there's no water? Oh, there is water? Okay. So, funny, yeah, that's, funny yes. how that works. I did, that so, was stunning to me. Water? There's no water? Oh, I that's mean, okay. And, and you know what? Laugh. I have to say we, uh, Oh, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead Joan. I just, just, there was a comment made uh, on um, on one of the cables uh, when after that was all over. Like, where, what, what incompetent staff let him go in front of the camera the day after he arrives after 12 days in Asia with jet lag, which, which notably... Uh, causes dehydration and all kinds of problems. Puts him up there and doesn't even tell him. Now there's a glass of water here. If you know water with a glass, like why didn't they prepare him or wait a day, or at least prepare him properly? Well, I'm glad Putting you brought confidence. that up. I'm glad you brought that up because that's what answer. that was kind of where I was going at it. I can't believe. I, I believe that this administration is incompetent. I also believe that. He was the one who decided he wanted to go out there in front of the cameras. Yeah, and, that, and that's the simple. You know, there's no right telling there. Trump. No, I am pretty sure somebody told him there's water there, Mr. President. Yeah, it's You're the same. It. It's the same maladministration that says maybe you shouldn't tweet about Al Franken. Right. But why wasn't there a glass? I mean, that's that sounds like because, a minor little thing. But why don't you have a uh, table with water and a glass in it? A glass there. Because he's, he's a germaphobe. He's a germaphobe. He's a germaphobe, but he probably wants it in a bottle. That's a good point. That could be. So that that, that would be. But the thing is, is what I was going to say is when I went to my one time to the White House, there were water bottles everywhere. Everywhere. On the green room. Okay. All right. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I was one time just in one small part. It wasn't the whole huge deal, but there were water bottles available for anybody who needed water at any Mm -hmm. given time. Um, so the fact that he, I think he was told the water was there, and I think because of jet lag, and because I really do believe he's he's suffering onset of dementia, mm-hmm. he forgot. That's important well, too. I think you're right. I think it's. Oh, I, I think he's seriously serious. And this is not a joke. I think he's he has really, really exhausted from this dementia. trip. 
Yeah, he over overdid it. I would have given yeah. him water if he would have asked for some. There you go, asshole. Um, <laughs> uh, so anyway, sorry if I'm yelling. My ears are clogged today. It's so a, to, if I'm yelling too much, I'll, I'll break. It's it okay. Um, okay. We'll all yell. Uh, oh God. Anyway. <laughs> So okay, so let, let's get to uh, a, a, a couple pieces of audio. I brought up Jeff Sessions uh, putting on his shoes, or no, opening a water bottle. Uh, uh, oh, poor little guy. Okay, well, Jeff Sessions, where, where did do you guys remember where this was? Um, I, I think Rain, you sent the the video. Um, where he gave uh, a speech at the Federalist Society today. Federalist Society, yeah. So Jeff Sessions, before he uh, decided gave his speech. Decided he'd he'd make with some funny little jokes, uh, y'all. So uh, y'all y'all like my my funny style. But I just was thinking, you know, I should uh, want to ask you: is is Ambassador Kisliak in the room? <laughs> the uh, before I get started here, any Russians? Um. Uh, anybody been to Russia? But got a cousin in Russia or something. Um, so anyway, um, keep milking the perjury jokes, asshole. Um, Do you remember a, a speech by George W. Bush? Yes. Uh, no, 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 no yeah. uh, WMDs here. Well, let me look. Let me look. Yep. That was what yeah. I thought of when I heard this. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like, dude, too soon. Oh yeah, and, and also too it's it's soon. a lot like Donald Trump's tweet uh, about Al Franken that he made. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So thanks to to Trump and and really thanks to uh, all of the women who have been coming forward and exposing uh, the misdeeds and crimes of uh, a bunch of predatory men in Hollywood and government uh, and elsewhere. Uh, we now, uh, really what, what has gone on is people are saying, okay, well we need, you know, and, and there's a movement out there to say, you know what, let's really hear from the Bill Clinton's accusers. I'm fine with that, you know, uh, and I'm not going to smear them. I'm not going to trash them. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily think everything was handled the, the, the best way, um, I don't think I've ever taken a position against any of those women. Let it take, let it play out. Let it, you know, uh, let them have their day and, uh, you know, get some depositions, have hearings, whatever, however you want to do it and go from there. Uh, um, Al Franken, uh, uh, I really think the fact that he apologized for, um, and, and his apology was accepted by the, uh, I forget her name. I don't have it in front of me. Um, Lauren uh, Tweeden. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and Leanne Leanne Tweeden. Leanne. Okay, I got the L and the T right. Yeah. yeah. So you know, everybody's seen the the obnoxious picture that that he took. You know, acting like he's you know groping her while she's asleep. Um, you know, I've heard people say, you know, oh well, his hands were hovering, or he was, you know, it was. You know, he wasn't, and yes, he wasn't actually physically groping her, but he shouldn't have put his hands in her personal space uh, because that's, that's, uh, that, that is assault. 
You know, I mean, even if you're wearing a cup, gentleman, or something down there, do you just want anybody just going up and saying, oh, I'm just holding your cup. I'm just holding your cup, buddy. It's okay. Don't worry. You know, you, you shouldn't do it. Even just hovering your hands around somebody's private area, you know, don't do it. You shake a hand. You give a hug if, if you think that that's cool. If somebody's going to reciprocate, well, that's fine. But that that was obnoxious. It was wrong. Um, he apologized. His apology was accepted. He's agreeing to go along with a, an ethics investigation. And if there is an ethics investigation for something that he did before he was in the Senate, then absolutely there needs to be an ethics investigation into Donald Trump and his 16 accusers. Or how about David Vitter? Sure, David Vitter. Um, Isn't he still in... Is he still a senator, or did he retire? I can't remember. Uh, no, he's not a senator. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm looking. So I'm, I'm seeing what... He's so... Uh, he's an American lobbyist now. But, uh, all right. Vitter I, the shitter. I bring, this, I bring this up quickly, and if he's... I wasn't sure, but... Yeah. I, I don't remember an ethics investigation into him. No. Yeah. And I could be wrong, and I'm always willing to be wrong. But, but go ahead. No, uh, but no, I I just want to say, you know, if if we're going to investigate what uh what seems to have been cleared up with an apology and an acceptance of an apology and again, both parties are saying and if, you know, Mitch McConnell wants to do an ethics investigation, go for it. Again, for something he did before he was a senator. There could be other instances we don't know. We'll find out, I'm sure. Um, if there well, are, this is the thing. I mean, if Mitch McConnell wants to do that and Roy Moore gets elected, the things that he's accused of were before he became a senator too. Oh yeah. Which is, which is why I sort of think when, when Al Franken came out and said, I expect an investigation and I welcome it. I, I really appreciated that. I don't yeah. think it had anything to do with Roy Moore, but personally I felt like, okay, Mitch. Yeah, it should be noted yeah. too that uh, eight eight of of Franken's female uh, aides have come out with a letter supporting him. Yes. Yeah, I mean, this is this is what, what. Here's the deal. I think that we're really in a very very sticky place, and I'm not trying to say that to be sarcastic. I know. I or know. Funny. We're in we're in a really bizarre place. I do not, and we, you know, the three of us have talked about this, and I'm going to say this out out there to everybody. If you if you haven't read my Facebook page, you probably have. You probably know this. Um, I believe her, and I also believe him. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is something that, you know, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Al Franken's statement yesterday, especially the second one, <clears throat> went a very very long way for me. He didn't excuse himself. He basically said, what people think about me, what my constituents and others think about me is far less than how I made the women, this woman, feel. Mm -hmm. That's that's where I'm concerned with. And um, I, I feel like we're at a point where we need to acknowledge, and I, just two days ago, Wednesday, yeah. I wrote a blog about I believe you. I believe you. And I will not lie. When I heard this story yesterday, 
I had a hard time reconciling what I wrote with the fact that I really do respect Al Franken. And it dawned oh, yeah. on me that I can still believe her and believe him. And this this entire Me Too movement, if you'll bear with me, I'll, I'll get done and I'll get off this platform, but this entire Me Too movement is incredibly important. But at a certain point, if we completely vilify every single person without giving them a chance to change their behavior or learn from their bad behavior, then we're doing ourselves no good. And Agreed. I speak on behalf of women. We're doing ourselves no good. Yeah. And women aren't perfect either. I mean, I... So Al Franken, what he said yesterday was a really, really big thing to me. It was a really big thing. And I'm sure that we can go into the idea of comedy, the way comedy's changed from the, the days of Lenny Bruce and, and it, it, you mm -hmm. know, just all of that stuff. You know, Comedy's you know, right. changing, but well, we can't lose our sense of yeah, humor. It, 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 okay, I'm sorry. Oh, no. I, we, we could discuss this more after the break. I, I know we're getting close. But Donnie Deutsch this morning on Morning Joe um, broached a subject that I think we're going to have to confront at some point in this uh, discussion and and this discovery of awareness that, that we're having in, in our culture. It, and is that, are there, and you could speak to this better than I can, Rain, are there degrees of violation here? In other words, should we be putting Al Franken in the same bucket with Roy Moore? Not not because of party affiliation or conservative liberal, but right. are there degrees of violation? Um, well, I'll, well, I'll call I that wouldn't out there. use the word violation. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't use the word violation. Well, what I'm saying is, is that word, Al Franken did something that's repulsive. Uh, Roy Moore is a pedophile. Um, mm -hmm. Are the two the same? Well, we oh. have the rule of law that informs all these things. One could be considered, you know, assault. You know, exactly. Al, Al Franken in a court could be charged with assault for the, the, the forced kiss. And then, you know, the picture, I don't know how far that would go. Um, you know, I mean, it because... It depends on, on discovery. Yeah. And, you know, and again, you know, that that's, uh, you know, I don't know what that falls in. If you, if you take a compromising photo of somebody, that could be chalked up to, like, voyeurism or something like that. I don't know. But, you know, the, the what we're talking about here is uh, probably a hefty fine versus, oh, I don't know, life in prison. So we do have, you know, we have our... our, our, our kind of a value system in place based on our laws so well our laws do put degrees of 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 uh of uh severity. I, I, I don't know you know yeah, right. they do severity. there is degrees there's first degree right. murder there's homicide there's you know Manslaughter, all these different I, i'm sorry to go to murder first but there are degrees but there i think that we have to have a discussion of that when when these things happen <laughs> Uh, for instance, they've br they're bringing Clinton into this, Bill Clinton into this, and what he yeah. did with Monica Lewinsky. And yes, that was a power play. Was the president of the United States with a 22-year-old, you know, intern? I understand that, and I understand the power play there. Um, but that was consensual with an adult, and she that has to be, yeah, and that has to be treated differently than a man who takes a 14-year-old child 
to his home and undresses and addresses her and touches her sexually. I, I, there's a difference there. Yeah, I agree. Between what Bill Clinton did, which was wrong, and what uh, Roy Moore did, which was worse, in, in my view. Um, so, discuss. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Anyway. I, well, I'd like if we could just discuss this after the break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we, absolutely. If we can, can, because... Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we, we can. Uh, you know, I have some audio, uh, because... The, the logical place this is still going to wind up, though, is Donald Trump's 16 accusers. Because mm-hmm. if we're supposed it to should be. If, if we're if we're supposed to say, all right, fine, we're you know, Al Franken, we're, we're, we're going to put him through the ringer. Bill Clinton, we're going to put him through the ringer. Um, you know, you, you guys have been saying that, you know, you believe all the accusers of anybody who happens to be liberal or from Hollywood or from anything else, but Roy Moore, well, I don't like the timing. I don't like the timing of this at all. Yeah, they don't well, believe his I mean, accusers. The, I mean, there's, in Trump, they fucking put him in office after he admitted to do to saying he could do what he was accused of doing, and did, and did, and did. Yeah, he said he did it. Yeah, he moved he had on tic-tacs somebody in his pocket. People, that audio, mm-hmm. by the way, is going to be. Uh, we're going to play the uncut audio later. Uh, MSNBC censored it, but I decided to uh, find the the raw audio from Washington Post with uh, Trump using all the dirty words and everything, all the boy talk, uh, where he was lead on egg on. Not the room talk. Yeah, because egg on lead on. Yes, because you, you know, God forbid, a sixty year old man can make his own decisions about what he's what comes out of his mouth. You need a twenty something year old guy to to lead on egg on. Um, yeah, so we're gonna hear that. So I know that might be some sensitive audio for people to hear. But it, it needs to be played again because we have, you know, if Al Franken's picture of him, you know, doing some inappropriate goofing around with somebody who's sleeping and invading their personal space, then by by God, we're going to play the Access Hollywood video as much as it needs until we get some uh, until until we we get some action because you know if there's gonna if Al Franken has to endure an ethics hearing, Donald Trump does too. And that one's going to be a lot fucking longer. I, I would put money on be a lot fucking longer. I mean, Trump's about yeah. to get a, a, a legal tsunami coming his way mm-hmm. with everything that's fucking coming down the, the pike. He is about to be flat on his back, soaking wet, and that ain't going to be Fiji water, buddy. So <clears throat> I almost called It'll him brother. I will, not call, I will not call him brother. Yeah, it, it's... It's uh, it's 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 bloody diarrhea. Bloody diarrhea. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> anyway, we're gonna go ahead and uh, run to the break. We'll be right back uh, with more. Turn up the night right after this, and we'll pick up on this discussion. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. It really makes you feel good. Says who? America. Every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly.
Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are 
from the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, All the Power Without the Tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow! This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they killed Kenny, you bastard! I've had worse. It's showtime. Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Worldwide. P.S. Mueller will be joining us at the top of the hour. Uh, but of course, welcome back to Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Hello. I am very happy to be back. Excellent. We're happy to have you, as always. And of course, Joe Santorsa, another fella we're always happy to uh, have join us on the program. Uh, Electric City, Scranton, Pennsylvania, Tim Carmel, Clown Car, etc., etc. Welcome back. I'm so happy that I don't live in the part of Pennsylvania that is Alabama. Uh, yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, Clinster, uh, sent out, uh, this, uh, at Governor, uh, Kale, Kale K-I-V-Y. Oh, Governor K-I-V-Y. I'm sorry. I was reading it as one word. I thought it was a last name. <laughs> uh, Kale-V-Y? A Republican just I'm announced she will... Uh, she just, as a Republican, she just announced she'll be voting for Roy Moore. Uh, she cited keeping a Republican majority in the Senate as one of the biggest factors in her decision. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Zighal, y'all. Party yeah, there was over a, there was children. A, Party over there was, children. There was a bit of a coordinated uh, thing going on there with Kay and uh, uh, the, the White House mysteriously releasing a list of... Uh, the oh, Supreme the Supreme Court. Court. Yeah. Uh, How did that involve picks. her, Joe? Well, she mentioned the Supreme Court about five minutes later. They or five minutes before they uh, uh, published that list of uh, potential Supreme Court nominees. Mm. And there's not even a goddamn opening. So there. 
How many Alabamans, Alabamians? What do you call somebody from Alabama? But but there seemed to be a coordination between her mentioning, well, and don't forget uh, the Supreme Court, the nominees that might come up, and then uh, they 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 issue that list. You know, please. There's yeah, so that list popped up for no reason. Mm-hmm. Well, just no, put it was, out there. Yeah. Well, there was your reason. Wow. Wow. All right. So, uh, did we? Uh, we're, we're short on time for this segment, but uh, where where do we want to pick up? Do we want to pick up uh, where we left off with uh, with Al Franken, or do we want to? The where do you, where do you guys want to go? Well, let, let, here let, let's let's play this bit of audio real quick because it's short and it's from today and it's Sarah Huck, Hickabilly slanders uh, being asked a question. You know, um, well, you know. Uh, hey, how about uh, how about Trump's accusers? It, it, you know, since you're everybody's going after Franken's accuser. Is it also fair to investigate this president and the allegations of sexual misconduct made against him by more than a dozen women? Look, I think that this was covered uh, pretty extensively during the campaign. Uh, we addressed that then. The American people, I think, spoke very loud and clear when they elected this president. But how is this different? Uh, I think in one case, specifically, uh, Senator Franken has admitted wrongdoing and the president hasn't. I think that's a very clear distinction, Major. You know what every Trump supporter said during the election? They're all a bunch of liars and they just want money. Mm-hmm. And now they're saying it was, they were all debunked. All those cases were debunked. No, they well, weren't. they weren't. No. And, no, they weren't. And I think the very thing, I'm still agog at what she said. The difference is, is that Al Franken has acknowledged his wrongdoing mm-hmm. and the president has, hasn't, is equivalent to when the president doesn't do it. Or when the, Joe, help me out here. It's well, water, I, 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 it's the water. It's what I, day. it's what I said to you uh, in the chat. You, you recall uh, earlier this afternoon, Rain. I said, well, there's a clear distinction. Yes, I agree. Franken accepted responsibility for his actions, and Trump blamed and shamed his accusers. That yeah. was the difference, clear yes. and distinct. But when the president does it, it's not illegal. Is that what it was from Watergate? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, is, that's what Nixon is, said. Nixon said, uh, Nixon said, you know, uh, when the president does it, it can't be illegal. Well, yeah. This is pretty much the equivalent of, of that, what she said today. And and to be honest with you, I mean, Al Franken, he, he didn't – I accept his apology. I think his apology was really, really well done and honest and straightforward. But he didn't – he didn't say that – he kissed her and that's where that's where my problem is with this whole story the kissing backstage mm-hmm. this is where my issue is with this entire story i want to see i want to know who who covered him because it's my understanding that when you're on on a uso tour um if you're a celebrity or whatever there's always somebody from the military around you always to make sure that you're safe they what they shadow them well, no, she said she said in her interview with uh, uh, on CNN uh, with Jake Tapper 
that they were alone. No one else witnessed what he did. She I've said they seen were, some reports from people out there, and none of them are verified, that say that people who go on USO tours are shattered by the military. No, but she said herself that this particular incident, they were totally alone mm. in, a sh- in a in a in a. Okay. She All said right. it was and, it was an area where they they were alone doing the script, and it was. Uh, sort of right. uh, curtained right. off. I mean, and, I, and she said there were no witnesses. Only her and him were, were there. there. There could have not have been any witnesses. And that's okay. Uh, you know, because yes, I believe what she fine. said. Yeah, but, what she said is fine. And he acknowledges that he, that it happened and, and he wrote it into the script. And and the picture sort of was a, 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 um, a retaliation for her rebuke. That's what was what made that picture even worse. And that he tried to yeah. humiliate her with that picture for refusing his his advances. That yeah. that that's really where they tie in. But she never uh, okay. I don't know. I, I just well, I I don't uh, uh, until I didn't get that from her. Well, she said that, that well, here's in, the, in the interview with Jake Tapper, she said that she felt that when she saw that picture, they gave her a CD disc of the photos from the USO tour. And when she saw that picture, she said, oh, my God, he used that to retaliate. And I didn't even know it until now, till I, you know, till I was handed this CD. Here's, here's where I'm going to bring up something um, kind of in a legalese. She, mm-hmm. If she was asleep, she can't be witness to it. <laughs> no, and no, so no. and so when you hear people like Sarah Huckabee out there saying he admitted to it, like as though it, it's you know case law or whatever, and that was the feeling I got from Sarah Huckabee. She's conflating a lot of different things, and and the fact that just because the president denied that he was that he sexually abused women means that this is case closed, I find that incredibly disingenuous. Yeah. And not only that, but I want I want to get back to something important that was brought up about what Trump did uh when his accusers came out last year. Um uh Natasha uh, Stoinoff um when uh, she I think what what did she write? Was she a writer for Time magazine? Something like that. People People? I think it was uh, people. Yeah, I think you're right. And and uh, this is where, uh, you know, even when Melania was there, he cornered her and pinned her against the wall and forced himself uh, yes. on her. And uh, at a rally, this is what that dirty fucker said. She said, I made inappropriate advances. And by the way, the area was a public area, people all over the place. Uh, I want to pause it right there, okay? Anybody so stupid to think you can't be sexually assaulted in a public place? <laughs> Talk Fuck to Taylor you. Swift. Crawl back exactly. under your fucking rock and stay and there. To, stay talk there. To all the women, talk to all the women taking pictures with George H.W. Bush. Yeah. It's, so... It, a, yeah. a public place, a public. Oh, oh, okay. That's the fucking criteria. Oh, it's a public place. No sexual assault can happen here. Fuck you. Fuck you and you stupid mouth-breathing supporters. Um, he also said that one of the accusers wasn't pretty enough for him. Well, this to it's the same clip. Let, let me. I'll just finish the last okay. fourteen seconds. Sorry. Here. Take a look. That's right. You take a look. Look at her. Look at her words. You tell me what you think. I don't think so. I don't think so. 
Uh, I'm going to jump ahead and play this clip um, <sighs> from Stephanie Rule. Mirror, uh, mirror, President Trump. Mirror, mirror, President Trump. Mm-hmm. Even though I wouldn't have called him president. And uh, which, uh, you know, I mean, seriously, uh, that when I heard that then, I forgot how angry that made me. Because he's such an ugly human being inside and out. And how anybody, especially a Christian, could admire him. And, you know, in, in, in say, well, you know, everybody sins, everybody sins. Well, this is a man who's never asked for forgiveness. Why should he? Why should yeah. he ask for forgiveness, you fucking freaks? Um, this, so, is, this is bad. I mean, when yeah. I know we'll get to it, but when he tweeted out about Al Franken, he reopened the floodgates. Oh, he and, did. And if for nothing else, good. Good. Because we've walked too far away from remembering what damage he's done to women. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, I don't think we. Uh, let, let me see. Let me see how how long this audio is here because I uh, it's going to be long, I think. But I, I should probably start setting it up. Uh. So maybe we'll we'll play a little bit of this and continue because I have so much Velshian rule audio. Not just about this, but about lots of things. And by the way, Stephanie Rule, um, I didn't know who she was until a few months ago. I think I probably had seen her on panels or, you know, doing, you know, correspondent work or something like that. But um, her righteous anger is exactly what this country needs right now. And that's what it is. It is righteous anger. And she is she is just the kind of fighter that every American needs right now. Um, from what she said regarding the uh, Trump and Roy Moore uh, and in that ignorant fucking backwater hilljack idiot wannabe lawyer that went on and uh, oh yeah we'll talk about that later. But um, oh, Roy Moore's lawyer, you know, I think yeah. that's. I read about your bio, and I think that's real cool. I think it's real cool. Shut up! Oh my god, I was so mad. But and, yeah, you know, so, Stephanie Rule, when she talks about the about financial matters and the mm -hmm. economy, no one better screw with her because she was one of the top hedge fund uh, salespeople in America. Wow, she comes from a background uh, that she has a stellar understanding of how the economy works how wall street works nice. how hedge funds work you don't fight you don't fight with her when you're taught you, those those republicans that come on and say oh it's going to stimulate jobs things like she takes them apart piece by piece and leaves the pieces laying there yeah well uh she obviously gets it on many levels uh I'll, i look forward to her breaking some of that stuff down at another time but for right now Let's listen to Velshi and Rule um, uh, and them talking about Trump's uh, tweet about Al Franken. Trump has injected himself into the controversy surrounding Senator Franken. The president tweeted late last night, the Al Frankenstein picture is That's really not bad. The correct not he spelled it Al incorrectly Frank as well. Is really bad. Speaks <laughs> a thousand words. Where do his hands go in pictures two, three, four, five, and six? while she sleeps. Trump went on to write and to think just last week he was lecturing anyone who would listen about sexual harassment and respect for women. Leslie Stahl tape? 
The president was apparently referring to a 1995 New York Magazine story about a Saturday Night Live writer's discussion where Franken suggested a joke about raping 60 Minutes correspondent Leslie Stahl. The president has remained silent on the sexual assault scandal surrounding Alabama Republican Senator candidate Roy Moore, other than saying that it is for the people of Alabama to decide the outcome of that. This morning, presidential counselor Kellyanne Conway was asked why he's commenting on Franken, but not Moore. Franken was a brand new news story yesterday, and the president weighed in, as he does on the, the news of the day, often enough. The Roy Moore story is eight days old, and the president put out a statement during his Asia trip on that. And since then, our press secretary has spoken on behalf of the president mm -hmm. by saying that he believes the people of Alabama will sort out what to do with Roy Moore and with that election. The president's tweet this morning underscored his continued silence on Moore. They also reminded us of the many allegations against President Trump himself. Yeah. And uh, then they queued up the audio from the uh, 2005 Access Hollywood video. And, of course, they censored it on network TV, as you, you know, unfortunately have to do these days when you play audio of the occupant of the White House. Uh, but I decided to find the uncut stuff because I think that has a greater impact. Um. But uh, any, any quick thoughts before I play the, the next clip, Rain? I would just say um, trigger warning to our listeners out there who aren't in the chat. Yeah. So, yeah, this is going to be the, the uncut. Just a trigger warning. Uh, yeah. Uncut audio. Uh, Joe, any, any quick thoughts? No, just play it. All right. Here you go. Do you remember what the president said back in 2005? Let's jog your memory. I moved on her, actually. You know, she was down in Palm Beach. I moved on her, and I failed. I'll admit it. Whoa. I did try and fuck her. She was married. <laughs> huge news there. No, no, Nancy. Yeah. No, this was... And I moved on her very heavily. In fact, I took her out furniture shopping. She wanted to get some furniture. I said, I'll show you where they have some nice furniture. <laughs> I took her out furniture. I moved on her like a bitch. But I couldn't get there. And she was married. And all of a sudden, I see her. She's now got the big phony tits and everything. She's totally changed her look. She's your girl's hot as shit. In the purple. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. Oh, yes, the Donald scored. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my man. Maybe it's a different one. Better not be the publicist. No, it's, it's her. It's yeah, that's her with the gold. I better use some Tic Tacs just in case I start kissing her. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. You just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the pussy. I could do anything. Grab him by the you-know-what. That tape uh, was from 2005 when President Trump was married to his third and current wife, Melania Trump. Those are President Trump's words himself. Yeah. He was lead on. He was egg on. Um, and I can't stress it enough that we heard the tic-tacs. Oh, yeah. You know, at the time, it didn't... Because when we aired it on the show... It was like a year ago, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, over a year ago. Over, over. And I remember, I still, I, I remember telling you, this is, this is causing me problems, and it's still difficult to hear. But hearing it now, these past couple of days after this whole Al Franken thing, he had the tic tacs. Yeah, if he there had not been do this, if there had, you know, if there had not been a camera around. Because, uh, you know, again, he thought he was in, uh, you know, he was in a safe space to talk about this kind of shit. 
Exactly. And you heard that giddy joy of uh, that predatory joy deep in it. I mean, I've never heard Trump sound as happy as he sounded on, on that bus. I've never heard that kind yeah. of giddy just elation welling up you can hear it well up in his voice where you know where that would be like one of us talking about like something really exciting that happened at, at work or uh, oh my god my nephews came over and i gave him blue milk and it was so fun trump gets that yeah, excited when talking about sexual assault it's a really good point rape culture makes him giddy yeah so, uh, I mean, I've never heard, I, I've never, ever once, even when he's putting somebody down or, you know, because, you know, he's furious when he's putting somebody down because somebody hurt his feelings. Um, but I've never, never anywhere have I heard that kind of, of I, I'm going to say it, warmth in his voice as to when he was thinking about sexual assault. Yeah, and he was being prodded on by somebody who he thought was very impressed with him. Oh yes, yeah, it was. It's a really good point. It's a really good point because I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about all of the interviews that he did with um, Howard Stern, mm-hmm. and um, he was very comfortable in those interviews. But Ken, I really had not thought about how, yeah, how giddy he was on yeah. that bus. It's terrifying because, again, you know, I, I mean. It, 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 uh, it and and I think uh, anyway, I, I, it doesn't matter what I think. Uh, but there's 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 more to this because what Stephanie Rule did after this, and I, I'm going to wait until Pete gets on to play it, is uh, Stephanie Rule uh, did an amazing. There's a video out there too, a YouTube video that is uh, uh, mo- every accuser that's come out on uh, every Trump accuser who's come out or every Trump victim. Let's say that. Um, every Trump victim uh, that has done an interview or, you know, w- whatever they, they've compiled them, you know, and it's interspersed with, you know, texts from people who aren't, there's no audio or video of. Um, so I thought about recording that, but what Stephanie rule did was with, with, in under three minutes, she laid out what all of the accusations were from Trump. And it was it was powerful. It was very powerful, and um, and yeah, and Stephanie Rule that was awesome for her to point out that he didn't even know how to spell Frankenstein. I how can you trust a man that doesn't know how to spell Frankenstein? Frankenstein, Frankenstein, Frankenstein. He's like an Einstein. Frankenstein, <laughs> yes, I think people were using the Igor and Frankenstein uh, thing. Einstein, Einstein. Yeah. How long did you think it came up with? Do you think he had that nickname like ready to go, or he's like, what can I call him? I gotta call him a name because that was so stupid and juvenile. Oh, it was lame. You know, it's like my old Al yeah, Franken just... bumper for the show. I used the, the Edgar Winter Group Frankenstein song. You call me Frankenstein, or if my name last name was Franken and you call me Frankenstein, I would consider that a compliment. Yeah. And how about the irony that Franken was accused of doing the same thing that he said he does with his Tic Tacs? He just starts kissing them. Yeah. I can't help myself. It was the yeah. same damn thing. I, it, you know, it, it, 
He so, really should not have stepped into this. No, he really shouldn't have. <laughs> so uh, on that note, though, let's go ahead and run to the break because we're, we're going to pick up where we left off when we come back. Um, but, yeah, Stephanie Rule, she rules. <laughs> See? Now that's something cool you can do with somebody's last name. Rule, right? rule, rule right? rules. Uh, <laughs> seriously, she needs her own show at some point. If Velshi, like, you know, if, if Velshi gets his own show. I mean, I like him just the way they are because he just, like plays it straight and she's like and she's always like you know making interesting little cracks you know <laughs> um, well, she does have an hour to herself from uh, 9 to 10 or to 10 to 11 oh okay is uh, yeah so, she does so is this cnbc or msnbc msnbc she oh it came is from oh, okay. cnbc though right she actually came from uh uh Bloomberg or somewhere like oh. that she was oh, a financial okay. reporter I thought, well, okay, I really thought really okay. highly awarded financial reporter well she, she needs is, her uh, own show match. called rules rules that would be awesome i know I so know. anyway uh or it could be rules 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 because it would be her rules that rule so okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway oh i snorted you can have that idea for free stuff that's okay snorts are good snorts anyway are good. all right break time let's get p.s mueller on and pick up where we left off right after the break we'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's... Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And I am not drinking Fiji water tonight, nor do I have any Tic Tacs. Uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, of course, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Hello. 
I'm not drinking Fiji water, and I have not been able to buy Tic Tac since that video came out. Uh, yeah, it's too disturbing. Uh, agreed. I was never that big of a fan anyway. I'd rather have a nice piece of gum. Um, and, um, but, uh, <laughs> of course, A Donald- nice piece of gum? Kenny, you sexist. Yeah. (laughs) And, of course, Joe Santorza, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back. I just ate some cheese twists, and now I have orange lips. Oh, there you go. So you're you're half, you're you're, uh, about a, 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 what, 2% of the way there to becoming Trump. Trump. <laughs> smear the rest all over your face. Not, so, not even close. I was trying to think of what percentage the lips would be of the face. So, 2% maybe? Trump's, uh, Trump's lips aren't orange, though. No. That's true. A lot of that's times true. they're almost white. Yeah. Uh, He's so, a all right. freak. That man he, is he a really freak. Is. He is fucking awful. He is disgusting. And we're not talking about P.S. Mueller when we say that. We're talking about Trump. No. So. <laughs> yes, I am. No, you're not. <laughs> no, not at we all. Pete, you, welcome back. Here's yes. your jing- here's your jingle for old time's sake. Who the hell is that? I'm cartoonist and agent provocateur P.S. Mueller. I thought I heard a stranger. To what do I owe the pleasure of your visit, my friend? The desire for escapism and kicks. Which could have the entire world. Well, naturally, we think it's wonderful. Hey, excuse me, please. Yes. I know you. I know you. Yeah. How you doing, brother? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We're broadcasting tonight from Madison, Wisconsin. That's right. God help us all. <laughs> you know, How is everybody? Pretty good. Pretty good. All uh, right. All right. Made it to the weekend. Uh, I didn't pull out all I my hair. I haven't been groped. The, uh, yes. Yet. That's a plus. I haven't been groped. You don't know that. <laughs> I don't know that. Oh. <laughs> nope. The, the best gropers do it, and you don't even know it. Well. See, that's mm-hmm. funny. So, uh, <laughs> uh, anywho. This is why we need to just take care of humor. I know. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Well, fortunately, there is a little bit, bit of humor in a very weird way that we'll get to later. Oh, actually, oh, yeah, yeah, we do have some good... Oh, uh, tell me something I, funny. I, 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 it's got to wait because uh, there's uh, we have we have some Bernie Bernstein comedy <laughs> later. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, oh, hello, this is Bernie Bernstein calling from the New York Times. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't say that accidentally instead of Washington Post. Um, but yeah, we, we, we have a follow up on the, the Bernie Bernstein post. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, um, I think there's a virus loose in the population and we're all in great danger. Uh, what's we're that all, virus you know, it's it, called Republicanism. It's, it's, it's called the lurching stupid, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, you can make it like a, 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 an, an unending, extremely painful TV series out of it. In which people just lurch blindly around in, in in the countryside, doing stupid shit. I hear it's transmitted by tiny guns in Fiji water. It is. Yeah. I uh, that was the Walking Red. <laughs> What's that? I thought that was the Walking Red. The like the Walking Rednecks. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Or the Walking Red, like GOP, the Walking Red. Oh, All right. or it's, commies. It's, it's, you got to explain the joke. It's gone. I get human jerky. 
Yes. <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and we we were listening nice. we were listening to uh, some Velshian rule before the break, and um, uh, Stephanie oh, rule. I that. Yeah, Stephanie rule replayed the Access Hollywood um, tape after uh, Trump decided to tweet about Al Franken. Uh, and mm-hmm. and still, st- still uh, to this point, hasn't questioned you know Roy Moore on you know he sent out the obnoxious tweet and it's like oh what did what did uh, Frankenstein um, uh, what did Frankenstein do in pictures two three four five and six well right. what did Roy Moore do with child ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen eighteen nineteen you know. What did he? Uh, I, suddenly, I I just read somewhere that uh, you know the the the, uh, the infamous Franken photo was uh, was set up. You know, I, I read and, that it was set up too, but I've, I've, I've seen joke. I've I've seen conflicting reports, but you know, honestly, yeah. at this point, yeah. uh, 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 we're you know, not going to know. We're, yeah, we're, we're not, not going to know. know until we hear from the photographer himself. I saw yeah. that report too. And it was it was some from some guy who said I heard from the photographer. Yeah. But the photographer yeah, hasn't that, come and forward. That's not, that's not you know that's not checked fact yet. So yeah. uh, I want to hear uh, from so, the photographer. So Al Franken can go fuck himself. <laughs> well, uh, you know, at this point, he's at least done a lot more than any conservative has ever done, and he has owned up to his. Uh, his uh, wrongdoing and apologized for it, and actually extra apologized for it, and his apology was accepted by the person he assaulted. So uh, that that is, and, and if it goes to an investigation, then if you're going to investigate somebody who was, you know, did something before they became a senator, uh, an ethics investigation, then you have to investigate Trump, and that brings us to our next clip. And Good it is yeah. a list of, uh, 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 of what Trump has been accused of. Uh, basically, a list of Trump's victims in what he did, read by Stephanie Rule on Velshi and Rule. So uh, here you go. It's a long clip, everybody, so buckle in. Now let's look back at some of the women who have come forward with allegations against President Trump leading up to the election. We'll start with former Miss Finland, Nini Laksanen, who told a Finnish newspaper that Trump groped her before an appearance on The Late Show with David Letterman back in 2006. Then there's Jessica Drake. She said Trump invited her to his hotel room and tried to kiss her and her friends without permission. She claims he later offered offered her 10,000 bucks and a chance to use his private jet if she went to dinner with him. Karen Virginia said Trump walked up, grabbed her arm, and then touched the inside of her breast at the 1998 U.S. Open. Kathy Heller told The Guardian some 20 years ago, Trump grabbed her, tried to kiss her, and grew angry when she twisted away. Summer Zervos claimed Trump groped her in 2007. She brought a defamation suit against him after he called her and other accusers liars. Kristen Anderson described an incident to the Washington Post where a finger slid under her miniskirt, moved up her inner thigh, and touched her vagina through her underwear at a crowded Manhattan night spot in the 90s. She fled the area and turned to take a look at the man who did it. Anderson said she recognized him. It was Donald Trump. Jessica Leeds told the New York Times she was on a plane with Trump in the early 80s when he grabbed her breasts and reached his hand up her skirt. 
Rachel Crooks told The New York Times she was assaulted by Trump in an elevator in Trump Tower in 2005. Mindy McGilvray told the Palm Beach Post Trump groped her while she was attending a concert at Mar-a-Lago in 2003. Natasha Stoinoff wrote in People magazine that Trump pushed her against a wall and jammed his tongue down her throat at Mar-a-Lago in what is now seeming a busy 2005. Jennifer Murphy, another contestant on The Apprentice, told a fashion magazine Trump kissed her on the lips after a job interview in 2005. Yahoo News reported Cassandra Searles wrote in a Facebook comment that Trump grabbed her butt and invited her to his hotel room. Former Miss Utah Temple Taggart told the New York Times Trump kissed her directly on the lips the first time she met him back in 97. Jill Harth alleged in the New York Times Trump pushed her against a wall, tried to kiss her, put his hands up her skirt, and touched her crotch at a dinner one night. And finally, and I need to take a drink on this one, I'm so tired from all of these, the multiple reports from beauty pageant <laughs> contestants in a BuzzFeed article, including, wait for it, teen beauty pageant contestants alleging that Donald Trump had walked in on them while they were changing. Uh, she even got the joke about needing a drink of water in there. Uh, and uh, amen, Stephanie Rule, uh, for reading that. Because, there again, there is a video. There's a, like a three-minute video going around with uh, all of the women in their own words, whether it's, you know, text on the screen or audio video interviews, what have you. Um, but Stephanie Rule did it in a nutshell in under three minutes there. Um, Brave New Films is the the place. Go check them out on YouTube. They put oh, yeah. together a mm-hmm. very compelling video. Um, so if this is the case that Al Franken is going to be investigated and he's cooperating and Mitch McConnell's calling for it, hey, Mitch, how about all this? Did, did the I mean, because... If you're saying that the election, like like um, uh, uh, Hickabilly Slanders said, you know, if if you're saying, oh, okay, well, you know, the the election cleared that up when they, when, you know, when Trump was voted in. Oh, if the election mm-hmm. cleared that up, then I guess the election cleared that up for Al Franken then, because this happened before he was in the Senate. Uh, but I, you know, I'm not trying to be funny in saying that the investigation couldn't go forward. Franken said he's going to. Um, uh, you know, go, you know, you know, do what you will, you know, that's fine. I, I will gladly participate and clear things up. Um, so you know, a lot of what get, what gets missed in all of this is, is it these women who come forward have nothing to gain by doing so. Yes. And they do so at great peril to themselves. Right. Um, and so why doubt them? Yeah. But I think at this point, the, you know, because there is such think, strength in numbers. Are. Yeah, I think yeah. Be, because there's such strength Nobody in numbers. Nobody he writes them off as liars, you know. And, yeah, but, but now there's oh, such Trump. strength. In, yeah, yeah, yeah and def- well, I have two words. Yeah. I, I really do. I have two words when it comes to mm. Mitch McConnell. If you're going to investigate. Okay, I guess I have more than two words. But if you're going to investigate Al Franken, and you should. Um, two words. Ken Starr. Yeah. yeah, they can investigate the president right now. Um, no reason why. Well, you know, if, if McConnell, you know, uh, had any kind of a thinking brain, he'd say, "Well, the president should step down." You know, um, 
and uh, and, and let's just get over with this. Yeah. He's not fit to be president, for God's well, sake. I mean, we have articles of, of impeachment that have take, been... Take away his abuse of women, and yeah. he's still not even remotely fit to be president. No, he's I a mean, crook. We, yeah, he's a liar. We, we have the, the, the Mueller investigation, which is blatantly showing collusion went on. It definitely happened, you know. Um, you know, you have Don Trump Jr. thinking, say, so what you think, uh, and you have Don Trump Jr. coming out and saying, oh, well, you know, oh, you, you wanted to leak this information. Here it is. Whoop-de-doo. No, it's a big whoop asshole. Uh, you know, so you have that legal tidal wave coming. You have the, uh, the, the articles of of impeachment that have been filed. Um, you know, I wish should have gotten that audio. I forgot about that. I mean, it, it, that's just what kind of week it is. And, and and now you have, you know, if you are going to investigate, and this isn't going to stop with just this little talk show. This isn't going to stop. This is already, this is the big story right now, is if you are going to put Al Franken through this, God damn it, Trump needs to go through it too. Well, he does, because if anybody thinks for one minute, and I, I really, I, I got to say this. Um, I don't like what Al Franken did. Mm-hmm. Don't like it. But I am pretty sure when you listen to the women like Jackie Spear and Kristen Gillibrand, and there's a number of other women who are in the House and the Senate, when you listen to their stories, the things that are that have happened while they these women were in office, mm-hmm. there has got to be a chill going down the spine of a good number of male elected officials and one would hope well yes one would hope yeah. one would hope but the other thing and this is something i, I really want to say i i don't want al franken to resign i don't i want him to learn i want him to be redeemed i want him to figure out that he fucked up 11 years ago yeah well, I and think, I, 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 you know, that we need nuance now. And I'm saying this is a woman. I'm saying this ser- seriously. I'm saying this is, is I'm, I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see every man who screws up to lose his job. What I want to see desperately is for them to realize the errors of the, their ways and to make this world better. Because the other side of it, if 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 we're gonna, if we as women are gonna go with purity politics or purity standards mm. when it comes to sexual harassment and and sexual abuse and and you know Joe and I were we were all talking about this earlier about different levels. If we're gonna go with purity, it's gonna come back and bite everybody. Because yeah. I know I went to college in New York City in the eighties. I am pretty sure I did something fucked up. I know I did. I am I didn't more than willing to admit that I know I did. I don't know what. I can't remember. But I'm pretty sure I did something fucked up. Yeah. Uh, when I was, when I, you know, I, I, I was thinking about this uh, the other day. You know, in my 20s, there were some uh, things I did that I'm not very proud of. You know, I mean, there were, I, I you know, got inappropriate, you know, verbally. And, um, you know, uh, one time I kissed a girl, uh, and I got smack slapped in the face. Um, you know, there, there were things that I did when I was, you know, 
drunk and stupid and uh you know and those things i'm friends with you know the people i'm talking about there are so there are common things you learn along the way you know and you know i can remember sitting in the drive-in with a date and making the arm move right yeah you know the arm around and then around and all of that because you know you're 16 years old and you're witless and you feel compelled by the nature of your gender to mm-hmm. make a, some sort of a move. And, uh, and you know, uh, generally with me, you know, if someone like took a hold of my arm and lifted it back and placed it over in my lap and gave me this stink eye, that was the end of it yeah. right then and there because I felt cringeola for the rest of the evening. Oh, yeah. I feel, you know, small, tiny, rejected, oh, God, you know, um, Mm -hmm. uh, the temptation was not to get more forceful. Now, you know, during my 30s, when I drank a lot and occasionally had blackout periods where I I couldn't account for, you know, 12 hours or so, God knows what I might have done. I might have been a monster. Well, no one... No one's come forward and complained to me about anything. They said, boy, were you lit up last night. But, you know, I, I got to say, Pete, you saying that is inc- it, it's incredible because you're not excusing your behavior. You're explaining it. And, well, yeah. and I, I know this sounds very strange. And I'm not trying to dismiss. I'm really I, I've been baffled. I've been going back and forth about this, but. People make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Al Franken made a bad mistake. Yeah, if, old enough if to know better. If he put his tongue down her throat. And I say if, and I'm going to say if. Yeah. Because it's yeah, yeah. one accusation as opposed to the 30 sources in the Roy Moore Washington Post story. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is that I still believe her. She, she felt uncomfortable. And so she deserves the apology, which she accepted. We cannot, we cannot, as women and as a society, make every single um, transgression the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, moving We also on. have to figure yeah. out a way to treat them all seriously. Yeah, I, and, and you're... you're it's you know and again it's i really appreciate what you said earlier rain you know and, and well i know what i was going to say about franken what franken did was kind of um kind of in the same school of what louis ck was doing you know uh kind of yeah, using yeah except louis ck came a lot more but yeah i, I yeah <laughs> you know yeah it's dark humor but no, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Um, if it, anybody it is truly just on just superficially, it's one of the weirdest stories I've ever heard. Yeah, it really but is. I, I it think really it, it's uh, it's yeah. it's like the you love me, you love me, you really love me kind of thing, and taking advantage of that and pushing it uh, to uh, the extreme. But I really appreciate the fact that you brought up uh, the you know Louis C.K.'s apology. <sighs> It, it it I really didn't like it. I really didn't like it. Al Franken's was you know the rev- it, I won't say the revised apology, but the additional apology. Um, I thought 
was was about as profound as an apology as you can get from somebody. It was it was thing. a legitimate apology, and and for you to say that you know that's important for somebody to come forward and apologize and try and make things better. Um, yeah. That that's that's I, I'm so glad you said that. Thank you. I I mean it. I I really do mean it because yeah. I'm never going to get that from anybody. <laughs> you know, I'm never going to get that. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. But when we listen to when I say we, I should say me. When I listen to my, you know, fellow women and men, and men, I, I identify less with men than women. I'll be honest about that. But when we, I, I've just seen time and time again, this apology wasn't okay. This one wasn't okay. And I see it. I see and I understand why. I really do feel like Al Franken's apology was genuine. And that came after he, he put out some kind of weird tweet or something weird and he's he came back a couple of hours later and said here is my statement and yeah. mm -hmm. that's how it should be done yeah because he said mm -hmm. i uh, initially said i don't remember it happening that way but i'm sorry which is almost yeah. kind of like the non-apology apology but you know, it was nothing like. I mean, do you you guys remember uh, when Trump came out and gave his blanket mystery apology? Which one? Oh, the only the, the only oh. one, the only one. There was um, yeah. his non-apology. Yeah, his non-apology for something, but we don't know what was it. Uh, to Megan Kelly? Was it to Rosie O'Donnell? Was it uh, I can't remember the that. Access Hollywood? This man, this man None of us know. Just None, block it, things out so badly. He the gave a after the Access Hollywood tape. Yeah, he gave a, a blanket oh, apology. He the gave a, room a, talk, a blanket so. apology. But no, but no, no. There was one point where he gave a blanket apology for there are things that I've done that might have upset people, and if I've offended you, I'm sorry, kind of thing. Let's just yeah. move on. That was, that was pretty that much what Hollywood. it was. Yeah, that was the yeah. one where he had. That was the Facebook apology. But they were touting it? it. They were touting it as a blanket apology for anything that anybody might have been upset about. No details about anything. Yeah. Right. So. Right. And and they were like, and he never oh, admitted it was covered. Going. He just said, you know, if you're upset, you know, that's on you. And yeah. I'm well, sorry they, about they that. said if you're upset. <laughs> Go refer to that apology because that was a blanket apology for anything you might be upset about. His racism, well, his sexism, his so predatory behavior. so many women have problems with these types of apologies. Yeah. And and I will speak on behalf of women. Women. Woman. <laughs> and if if I'm wrong, if, if they kick me out of the women's club, that's okay. But there are too many times when I see these apologies and I feel like if I was and you were, that I'm sorry, that's too many disqualifications. Mm -hmm. And I honestly didn't see that from Franken. Um, and I also feel like we shouldn't throw out the baby with the bathwater because this yeah. happened nine years ago. And yes. I'd like to believe that this guy has some redemption and learned, even you know, in the 70s when he did crude humor Mm -hmm. And if, 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 if we get to a point in this country where we can't elect former comedians because they told bad jokes yeah. back in the day, 
then we're getting, and I'm going to say this, and this this might come back to bite me in the ass, but we're getting way too politically correct. And if we're getting that politically correct, that's because we're letting the right wing lead the narrative. Yeah. And well, well, we, I think- we just need to hold them to the same standards. And, and real quick, Joe, I just need to play this, and I'll let you uh, have the last word before break. But yes, and another reason not to throw out the baby with the bathwater. All I'm saying is I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater because you'll get a wet, critically injured baby. There you go. Um, go ahead, Joe. <laughs> I, I just want just, and another thing is, Franken totally admits to everything. Yeah. Why do we need an, an investigation? What are they going to ask him? What he admitted already? Yeah. Uh, you have a point. That's yeah. going to be a circus. That's I, all. I, I know. Because there's I, nothing I, to investigate. Well, somehow it's going to lead to Hillary. <laughs> I, I think somehow it's going to lead to. Donnie, you're right, M one. And I think uh, I think it's going to lead to Donnie, and I think it's going to lead to to the Congress to have to make some uh, very uncomfortable uh, choices, whether because the Democrats should ch- should press during that investigation whether there should be an ethics investigation into the president and whether he should be censured by the Congress. Exactly. So. Because if uh, again, if Al Franken can be held accountable of what he did in uh, 2006, Trump can be held accountable for what he said in 2005, and all in in see if uh, you know he was talking about the actual assaults that women came forward and uh, discussed in the lead up to the election. So, um, all right. On that note, we got to go to the break. Uh, we're running a little long here. Green News Report coming up, everybody. Uh, so hang tight. We'll be right back with lots more. Turn up the night right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. A smooth-talking, jive-talking street thug. KennyPick.com. It's Thursday, November 16, 2017. I know people would like to say that these caribou or polar bear want to cozy up to a pipeline but that is just not true alaska's pristine national wildlife refuge now one step closer to oil drilling pollution has a disproportionate effect on our communities african americans bear the brunt of u.s fossil fuel pollution global carbon dioxide emissions are increasing for the first time in years plus france will cover u.s funding responsibilities for u.n climate science all of those embarrassments and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Syria has announced plans to sign the Paris Climate Accord, joining 196 other countries, making the United States the sole UN member country to stand against this deal. It's called American exceptionalism, as in we're the one exception. This is your... Green News Report. We're like an island, but not actually, thank God. Islands are having a really hard time right now for some reason. Okay, Desi Doyen, Republicans have for years, decades, I think, been trying to do this, trying to drill in the Alaska National Wildlife Refuge. It looks like this time 
it may actually happen? Yes, it actually does look like that. On Wednesday, the majority Republicans in the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee pushed through a provision to open up some of the pristine Arctic National Wildlife Refuge to oil and gas exploration, despite opposition from the vast majority of Americans by attaching it to their tax cut bill, claiming that the small amount of revenue from drilling will offset their $1.5 trillion tax cut. In a testy hearing, Democratic Senator Maria Cantwell of Washington State noted that the oil industry already has millions of untouched acres right next door in the Alaska National Petroleum Reserve. And she excoriated Alaska Republicans and the Trump administration Interior Department for claiming that wilderness and oil development can coexist. I'm just amazed that people want to throw away such an unbelievable ecological jewel of our planet. I don't even just mean our nation, I mean our planet. We think that it's a critical habitat that should be protected and that it is not consistent with oil and gas development. And that position was echoed by the Audubon Society, which called the refuge crucial for endangered species, saying, quote, there is no such thing as a wilderness oil field. You've either got wilderness or you've got an oil field. Mm. They and other conservation groups are calling on Americans to call their congressional representatives to stop the land grab of America's last intact wilderness. Global carbon dioxide emissions are increasing again for the first time in three years. That's according to preliminary data for 2017 released by the Global Carbon Project this week. The report found that total annual carbon emissions from fossil fuels and industrial sources rose 2% higher than last year after remaining flat for three years in a row. I was going to say, I thought they had been down or at least flat for many years. Now they're back up. Any idea why? Yeah, they say largely it is driven by increased burning of coal in China and India, but they also say that the United States and Europe have slowed down their rate of cutting their emissions. Mm. And part of that slowdown in cutting emissions for the United States is a slight increase in coal burning because of the Trump administration's rollback of air pollution public health regulations, and also an increase in methane leaks from natural gas drilling on public lands. Methane is a more potent greenhouse gas than CO2, and now a new study has measured those leaks from drilling in New Mexico and found that the climate impact of methane leaks from natural gas drilling are, quote, equivalent to 12 coal-fired power plants. And they also lose money for the companies. You would think that they would want to capture this uh, methane in some way. And sell it, but they're also wasting royalties that are supposed to go to, to taxpayers. the American taxpayer, exactly. African-American communities bear the brunt of air pollution from oil and gas facilities. That's according to a new study commissioned by the NAACP, which found that African-Americans are 75% more likely to live near toxic oil and gas facilities that churn out more than 9 million tons of toxic air pollutants every year. And that has serious health impacts, including higher rates of asthma among African-American children. But finally, there is a bit of good news sort of, that emerged from the U.N. climate talks now underway in Bonn, Germany. Other nations are trying to pick up the slack and the responsibilities of the United States in the wake of President Trump's decision to withdraw from the landmark Paris Climate Agreement. On Wednesday, French President Emmanuel Macron announced at the conference that France and Europe will cover the United States' funding responsibilities for the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the world's preeminent organization for global climate 
climate research. Thank you, France. And on behalf of the U.S., I'm sorry. For much more on all of those stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. I'm sorry, so sorry. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky! Hi, this is Arnie Bernstein. I'm a reporter for the Washington Post. Calling to find out if anyone at this address is a female between the ages of 54 to 57 years old willing to make damaging remarks about candidate William Moore for a reward of between $5,000 to $7,000. Sorry, I had to take that call. It was Bernie Bernstein from the Washington Post. Um, anyway, welcome back to the program. Uh, P.S. Mueller, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello, sir. I forgive you for all the crazy shit you did when you were blackout drunk. Uh, 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 yeah, you know, the thing is, I drove. Oof, yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 I, 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 that was 21 years ago. Sure. Sure. 21? Wait, 21? Yeah, I quit drinking 21 years ago. Congratulations. Okay. Now I'm hopelessly sober. So were you yeah. partying up until then? Like you were 21? Uh, well, I drank very heavily from about 20 to 45. Okay. No, I was kind of making a joke. Like you said 21 oh. years ago. <laughs> I heard your story and I thought you were 21. Oh, oh, well, you know, <laughs> you know, I could tell you a strange little story that happened to me when, when I was 19. But, you know, it, 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 and, it, and it involved a woman and it involved sex. And the joke was on me. Oh. You want to hear it? Well, let me finish it's introducing everybody else. Uh, <laughs> All right. So uh, uh, welcome back. Uh, Joe Santorza, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city. <clears throat> Weird Sprint. scenes inside the gold mine. <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you what, we're, we're going to hold your story, Pete, uh, because we're, we're going to we're, we're we're going to we're going to uh, we're not going to do reverse call in tonight because we have so much audio and so much more stuff to talk about. And uh, what, might, what is Alex might Jones do, saying about all this? Uh, lizard people ate his balls, um, and uh, and and also he's drooling over. Uh, uh, he's doing inappropriate things with Roger Stone's Richard Nixon's tramp stamp, um, and uh, uh, but yeah. So so just anyway, the setup for the rest of the show. We're gonna have Pete's story in in lieu of reverse call in. We might get some other stuff uh, at the end of this segment, uh, but we're gonna do name calling, birthdays. If you got them, do them. Uh, but we're probably just gonna do one Mad Lib tonight. 
Um, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe two. By the way, I ordered some new Mad Libs, everybody. And I also want to tell somebody about a sweet new app I got for my phone. Um, and, but in the interim, it is time for Rain to do name calling. So, Rain, shall we find out who's in chat land this evening? Why, yes. Yes, we should. I love it when it rains. For your pleasure, it's Rain from 4freedomsblog.com. Excellent. She's never failed me before. Honey, you gotta give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing here. You wanna mess around? Here comes the rain again. The greatest source of energy known to womankind. All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. Now I'm wondering how inappropriate your jingle is. <laughs> I kid. I, I'm fine with it. I know, yeah, I know, I, I know. I was, you know, when I made it years ago, I was like, "Is this all right?" <laughs> and you were like, "I love." It. I would have told you years ago. I yeah. told you. I know, I know. So. Uh, but anywho, um, you want to mess around? There you go. What, what do you think, Chet? Uh, as long as it's consensual, let's do it. So yeah, so go ahead and read everybody's oh. names. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, sorry. All right, mess I, around, did you me- play messing it? with biscuits. Biscuit. Biscuits. Okay, so tonight we have Adam Hebert, we have Clinster, we have Psy Guy, we have Jay Collie, we have Kat, we have Kenny Pick, we have Ken Sr. Hi, Dad. We have Cool Black Dude, we have Marnus. Hi, Joe. Hi, I'm coming from inside your computer. I know you are, Joe. I know. My computer's really, really small. Um, we have Peter in San Francisco, we have President, we have myself, we have Scoopster in Rhode Island. And I think um, we had Michelle in South Florida and Jay Colley, because they're not showing up right now. Yeah, Michelle I just made Michelle. Had yeah, Michelle huh? just made a comment in the chat. She's making okay. she's finishing up her crab meat and cashew stuffing for tomorrow. Oh my god, that sounds so I know. good. I know. I what? know. What? Crab meat and cashews? Uh, we had Lee again. Just looking, I'm looking through the names. We had Lee again. Da, 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 Mr. Cormel just popped up. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Cormel, thank you for popping up. Was that inappropriate? <laughs> <laughs> no, but yes. No. Yes. Yeah, Jay Collie is there. So, yeah, it's weird. It looks like there's fewer people on the list than are actually in the chat. Yeah. I mean, we had living on Long Island. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't mean to make this longer than it should be. No, that's okay. Jeans girl was here. Will from Chicago was I here. I think Shantago's screwing with us. Yeah, it's it's weird because it says there's 17 people, but I open the list and it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, there's seven. Yeah, oh, there's eighteen. <laughs> so, um, Francie. So. Franchi. Now I just feel like this old lady was rolling around in the <laughs> Knights of Columbus Hall saying, Oh, Francie, you were uh, here and you were here and you were Francie. here. <laughs> my apologies, jo- uh, uh, Pete. I stole your ear. Your, uh, name is music to my ears. <laughs> see? <laughs> I, 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 I stepped on your toes there. Uh, so anyway, I'm not seeing anybody saying there's any birthdays going on. So uh, I'll take that opportunity to talk about this sweet new app i have on my phone 
<laughs> and then I'll let Pete tell his story, his fun, sexy time story. Um, so, has any has, has anybody here ever heard of the website Discogs? No, I have not. Okay, it rings well, a bell. When you are a music collector and you can't find something on eBay and you can't find something on Amazon, or if you're worried that something is overpriced on eBay or on Amazon or any other mu- music there. store, yeah. um, Discogs is the most accurate database of uh, releases of music, whether it be CD, cassette, uh, uh, LPs, singles, uh, DVDs, uh, and I think even music VHS. You know, it's, it doesn't do movies, but it'll do like you know concert video type things. It's all about the music, um, or if it's something that's spoken word that was released on a CD or something like that, or like I said, LP. Um, you know, I bet you could go there and look up Honor Among Thieves, the Blue God, and see how much it's selling for. Like I'm going to look right now, uh, and. Uh, <laughs> But uh, they have an app that I never knew about, that, that I never knew about. And it's so freaking cool because it, I only buy stuff from here and I don't buy stuff that often. But I find, uh, uh, you know, um, just interesting little, uh, you know, uh, hard to find CDs on here from time to time. But. If you join it to purchase things, you also get to build your virtual collection on here, not uploading your music and stuff like that, but you can scan with your phone with the Discog apps. It uses your camera to take a picture, and there's other programs that do this too, to take a picture of the barcode, and it will find the release, and you can put add to your collection, and you add it to your collection, and right now... I've cataloged about 700 of my CDs just for through casual working, you know, casually working on this uh, over the last week or so, and there's still a lot more to go. Um, but uh, it, it's really, really cool. So if anybody has a big music collection, or uh, if you want to find hard to find stuff uh, in hard copy, they don't sell digital stuff. Um, but if you want to find interesting stuff in hard copy, you can uh, you can find it there. So, um, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's it's really amazing. I think if if vinyl collectors uh, don't know about this, um, they should. I'm sorry, Honor Among Thieves, the Blue God is not there. I'm gonna have to add it to the database. Yeah, I'm gonna do it, Pete. I swear to God. And so. Uh, so yeah, so there you go. Get the Discogs app for your phone music collectors. Um, and, uh, and, and, and the great, here's another great thing about it too. When you scan in your, your, um, music, um, it will tell you the least it's sold for the median price that it's sold for and the maximum it's sold for. And I was shocked as shit because I have a bunch of stuff that's like worth $70 or more like a, a, a oh, fair wow. a fair size list of, of stuff that you know the 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 maximum price you know I've got a lot of stuff that's worth like between 25 and 40 uh, but there's uh, several things you know and I know what I'm doing when I'm buying this stuff because I try and find it cheap and I try and find the 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 most you know because I buy a lot of Japanese imports because Japanese imports usually have bonus tracks on them 
and mm-hmm. and they'll put extra stuff like little posters or stickers and things in them. I don't hang them up or stick them on stuff, but you know, I keep, value adds. Yeah. So, uh, you know, because musicians are are much nicer to the Japanese market because Japanese uh, music listeners are dedicated to musicians, unlike American music listeners who are like, oh, they got a new album. Whatever happened to them? They've been putting out albums every year, you freak. Anyway. um, So anyway, Discogs, the website and the app. I can't recommend it enough. And I should be posting a link because I'm doing the Gods and Monsters um uh catalog because that's the most music i have on the network so i'll be i should be sharing that on the gods and monsters uh uh facebook page when it's uh when it's all done and if people want to look through and look at my collection i think it should be public i think you can look through it uh, or you might have to sign up i don't know i'll, I'll check it out but anyway pete you had a a, a a fun sexy time story you wanted to to share with everybody well kind of yeah you know um well, you know, when, when I was probably a, a spot a junior, I don't know, maybe a sophomore junior, about 1970, mm-hmm. let's say. You know, um, I was out and around in downtown and drinking and carrying on, and I met a girl. And this girl, she seemed to like me a lot. She couldn't drag me back to her apartment fast enough. And I was willing you know, well, yeah, sure. like the song. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and so, you know, we, we, we got to her apartment and uh, this and that and the other thing. And boom, she got out of her clothes. And uh, and I followed suit. I got out of my clothes and uh, she got onto the bed and I got onto the bed and she reached over to the bedstand and produced two leather straps and handed them to me. Oh, and uh, I was a little wet behind the ears. I didn't know anything about restraint. Okay, nothing, zero. Never heard of it. And uh, and I and I said, uh, "What are these for?" And she said, "Those are so you can tie me up." And I said, "Oh dear." Well, and, and then I made the the fatal the fatal statement. I said, "Why the hell would I do that?" <laughs> 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 and uh, and. She turned instantly into this raging monster, started screaming at me, berating at me, berating me, get out, get out of my goddamn apartment, you fucking idiot, you know, and uh, uh, I I put on my shirt, I put on my shorts, you know, and I scampered down the the hall with her raging voice screaming behind me, and I melted into the night, never to be seen again. Wow, so I was going to play this for you. What a fun, sexy time for you. But no. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh-uh. You know what? What? I think that she was embarrassed. <laughs> I, I was Could horrified. I, was I know that you I were. She, hold on. I thought hold she on. was going to kill I'm me. I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to do this. <laughs> yeah. okay. I'm going to try to do this. You said this was in the 70s? Yeah, it's probably about 70, 71. Okay, so this is really when, when uh, I think second wave feminism was really coming into mm. acceptance. Mm. Um, I, I really, I really oh, feel like time. she was. Yeah. She might have taken it. I don't want to say too far, but she. It sounds like she was really embarrassed, mm. and 
and she, she um said get the fuck angry. out. Yeah. Which actually does happen with men mm. when they're like, get out. You're not doing what I'm doing. Mm. When you think about the same time period. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a great it's a great story. It's a great story, Pete. I was mortified. I had to have the, I had Sorry to have to this mortified. whole business explained to me. Uh, you know, because uh, <laughs> I just I was absolutely clueless. So yeah, it, get, it sounds like she might was I, too. Might I make an observation, Pete? Yeah, but it was lack of restraint that got you in trouble in the first place. <laughs> oh, now see. <laughs> See? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. The joke was, was on me. Oh, we gotta give you. Yeah. And, uh... Oh shit! Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, sorry. <laughs> not the <laughs> not the get the, went get the, the night. fuck out of here. <laughs> so I mean would you guys would you guys disagree that when I know exactly what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying, Rain, okay. because Thanks, I, I, don't think, Thanks, I, I don't think I don't think what you're in, uh, in what I'm getting from what you're saying, and it might be completely uh, a slightly different take on what you're saying, but I, I, it's uh, different kinds of like fetishes or or proclivities uh, back then. Mm-hmm. Kind of really didn't have the crystal clarity they have nowadays exactly. because there wasn't the internet. The you know, I mean, there were magazines, there were bondage magazines and things like that. Uh, don't ask me how I know. I'm kidding. Um, but uh, Susan went Shh, in the other room. No, but you were out there. Yeah, I mean, sounds like yeah. Well, I I know I know this because uh, of being a fan of Ed Wood. Ed Wood, the who did Plan Nine from Outer Space, he wrote for all kinds of different like you know smut magazines of the day. He wrote for Gay Straight, BDSM, you know whatever. Um, so, uh, you know, it, but it wasn't like you could, you know, just go to the convenience store and pick up a Playboy, you know, or, yeah. or, or, or whatever. Uh, well, you probably could pick up a Playboy, but, um, uh, but you know, it, it, it wasn't it, the, you know, with the, the sexual revolution grew in, in, it, in, in became more accepting as different communities kind of rallied around one another when, you know, mm-hmm. When, when they realize that, hey, there's, you know, I'm not that different. There's a big community of people who are into the same thing I am and will support me and, you know, we'll have fun, sexy times together, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And, and Pete and, was like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm sorry, Pete. Oh, I don't but think. No, that, I think, I think that I that woman yeah. was just, I think she herself felt emboldened. Mm-hmm. And you know your your misunderstanding of it. It comes down to the fact that you know sometimes these things go both ways. Mm-hmm. When we talk about men being assholes, sometimes mm-hmm. women can be assholes. Oh yeah, I got I got stalked for a year by that woman. No, uh, okay. another woman. Uh, right, you know the the, uh, the relationship. Didn't work out because I decided she was too crazy to be around. Oh, and, well, uh, yeah. I mean, and I, I called it off, and I and I, I lived out of town, and I had to un I, I had to uh, disconnect my phone. I went for a. She called constantly. I had my phone disconnected. I stayed clear of town. I worked out of town. 
A year goes by. I finally figure the coast is clear and I have my phone hooked up again. And it rings 10 minutes later and it's her. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know? yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, I, I can uh, I can give you a, a, a story. I, I can give you a, a quick nutshell story. Uh, one of the um, one of the last people I dated before I met Susan, uh, mm-hmm. and the only person I ever dated who was a coworker, uh, who mm-hmm. I you know Susan and I worked at the same place, but we met before we worked at the same place, so I classify that differently. Um, you knew each other. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, well, we were we were a couple before we got a job at the same place, is what I'm saying. But yeah. So, uh, well, I worked at a grocery store in Kent, Ohio, and there was this uh, there was this uh, girl who worked the the video desk, and I worked in grocery uh, when they rented videos. If uh, for all the kids out there, you would go into a grocery Remember. store and rent a VHS tape and take it home and then return it. And you would also have to be kind and rewind. Um, so, <laughs> uh, uh, There's a but, blast. But this this uh, this young lady, uh, she you know she wasn't young young. She was the same age as me, and she's probably twenty three, twenty four. Um, she was married. Was married. She was divorced. At least that's what mm-hmm. she told me. Um, because, uh, and she had her own apartment. She didn't live with her husband or anything like that. She had her own apartment and everything like that. And um, and it. Wa- this is a really lascivious story. I'm going to tell everybody right here, everybody. Um, okay. And, and uh, not not that not that kind of lascivious. Well, anyway, so she lived right around the corner from me. I lived with a bunch of assholes who didn't help pay bills. And our water got turned off. And we had been dating. And um, I called her. Uh, and, you know, it, it, things really never got that serious. It was like, you know, second base material, you know, before things went south. So I called her after I found out the water had been shut off. And I'm the kind of person I cannot go a day without a shower if I have to leave the house. I'll, Sundays, I give the water bill a break, you know. <laughs> um mm-hmm. it, <laughs> Uh, but every other day of the week, I have if I'm going to work, I need a shower. So I called her and I said, hey, my asshole roommates didn't pay the water bill. Can I come over and take a quick shower? I'll be out of your hair. Just, you know, I'll, I'll take my clothes in the bathroom, bring my own towel, my own shampoo, everything. She was like, yeah, that's fine. So I was taking a shower, just got dressed, had wet hair, and then somebody rings her buzzer. And she was like, and I was like, do you know who that? Is? And then she just ran over and like hit the hit the button to let them in the door. And I was like, why didn't you ask who that was? She's like, oh, it's probably the cable guy. The cable guy's coming. I'm like, seriously, why didn't you just ask who it was when you let them in? Because, you know, I, I, I she, her her husband actually had found out about me. Her ex, at least I thought it, it I, I left a little bit out. But he found mm-hmm. out about me and, and like tried to run me off the road uh, one time, um, and um, and you know and this is when things were definitely on the cool down period. But she made sure that she didn't check to see who it was. It was her ex husband. He came in while I had just gotten out of the shower and had wet hair, and um, wanted to murder me. No, no, he tried to run me off the road after that. That's what. Uh, but there was. <laughs> But yeah, they, so so yeah, there was there, there was all kinds of crazy fucked up stuff going on, um, you know, and uh, and I was like, and after that, I was like, 
oh, I'm so not hanging out with you anymore. <laughs> you really, really should have asked who that was on the intercom. I thought it was the cable guy. You knew who it was. <laughs> you know, it, it, it yeah. really just felt like a setup, you know, because she was trying to make him jealous, you know, because she was also, I found out she was dating another guy too. So uh, it was a very short-lived romance. Um, but anyway... And then one time, and then she came, she saw me and Susan in, uh, in a different grocery store, not the one we worked at. She actually lost her job at the one we worked at and was working at another one. She saw me and Susan, we were getting our groceries and just checking out and she saw me and, and she was pregnant and, and don't worry, it's not mine because we never had sex. Um, uh, she, she, uh, she said, Oh, Hey, and she saw me and Susan and I was like, move quickly. <laughs> and, and we just like pushed the groceries out of the store as soon as possible. I forgot that was, that was like, that was within months of me meeting Susan. So, wow, that was, that was a, a weird time. Um, Wow, memories, Pete. Look at look what we're doing. Oh, yeah, all all those people. You know, one 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 autumn day in like 1967, I was delivering pizzas an evening for uh, the Caravelle Restaurant, Deerfield, Illinois. And uh, <laughs> there was an apartment on Deerfield Road that had ordered a pizza, and I showed up at the door, and I rang the doorbell, and I'm holding a a um, a 16 inch sausage, uh, pepperoni, and onion pizza. <laughs> And the door opens, and there's a woman standing there stark naked. Oh. And I handed her the pizza and ran. <laughs> oh, hello, I pizza just, boy. That's like the <laughs> oldest I actually, cliche. Is, I actually, is I actually that, said, here you go, ma'am. No charge. And, and just ran. <laughs> is that sausage? Uh, yeah. So... You know, I want to. I want to say like this quick because I know we have to go. To, never have. <laughs> Rain, go ahead. I I want to say this quick because I know we have to go to break. Mm -hmm. I I think your all, both your stories are are fun, and I love them because they're fun. Uh, the bigger problem is is that uh, when it comes to people like Franken and Trump and Roy Moore and David Vitter and and. Yeah. Just all of them. David it, Vitter. Yeah, but there's wow. there's the there's a <laughs> there's a problem that we have. And I'm not excusing I, this is gonna be this should be a bigger conversation. The problem we have is institutionalized sexism. Yeah. Well it's uh, it, it, you know, it's it's like white supremacy. It's gender supremacy. Yeah. Same way I talk about institutionalized racism. Um, and and so I'm not excusing the women who did that. Mm -hmm. But there's a part of me that feels like that's kind of a backlash. Oh, I, I don't disagree. You know, I mean, and if, and if you're a man and you let that kind of stuff, uh, you know, if you, if you continue to let that kind of foment and feed into it, that's mm -hmm. just uh, honestly that's just as bad as is being a harasser yourself because you're you're enabling a situation to get worse and uglier and potentially open it up to more abuse to um to a woman from you know uh from from somebody else that they're involved with so well the other thing is that you guys didn't 
you guys always had the power. Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh, it and does. I know that's it really does. uncomfortable to hear, but you guys had the power. No. No, I don't. I don't. That doesn't make me feel uncomfortable at all. Um, you know, because I, I did have the power in that scenario, and um, you know, and I felt like you know, the, the, you know, she was manipulative, but uh, it didn't get out of hand, and I was like, you know, whatever. I think I might have even called him at some point, and um, and told him I wasn't. You know, I think I might have actually stalked him a little bit back just to get his contact info and say, look, you know, nothing of significance happened with me and her. And, you know, I, I, I am almost certain I did that, um, you know, just to kind of you know, diffuse it. So maybe it wouldn't get worse for anybody else, you know, but speaking uh, for myself, um, I at the very least had enough power to run away. Sure. Sure. Yes. You know, I'm yes. I didn't, I didn't away. say any of that to, to make anybody feel bad. No, no, and I didn't take it as, as feeling bad, but you're right. I mean, I did have power in the situation and, uh, and and I used it um, to the best of my ability at a young age, you know. So I was, you know, that mm-hmm. was like you know mid twenties. So, um, but anywho, it's time for break. We're well past time for break. Uh, but thank you for letting us regale you with our wacky stories. Yeah. Oh, you pervy brothers! And I'm still waiting for President to tell me. He said he just went to Discogs and and checked the single that he has. It's gone uh, between sixty-six and one hundred and forty-seven dollars, and I'm like, "What's wow. the single?" And he hasn't told me what the single is. So, uh, tell me what the single. What's in the box? Uh, What's in the box? <laughs> really? So, all right. Did you say that because you knew that was one of Bob's band names? No, I said it because it was from the movie Seven. So that was actually one of Bob's band names. <laughs> there you go. Did he take that from the movie Seven? No. Oh, okay. Interesting. No, uh, ironically. Very now, good. oh my God, this is so weird. That was a yeah. sick little movie. It was. It mm. was twisted. So anyway, we got to go to the break. We'll be right back with uh, the final, uh, mine, a little less than an hour of Turn Up the Night right after this. Friends, here's some exciting news. Everybody, I know you can believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, you will know how to... Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Light out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show. Oh shit! Get the fuck out of here! What are you doing? Go! Get the fuck out of here, you stupid idiot! Fuck, we're all dead! Get the Focus fuck out! Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, t- some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought 
careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And joining me, as always, on the program, uh, Mr. P.S. Mueller uh, out of Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome back, sir. <laughs> and uh, of course uh, bye jo- cracky bye cracky yeah uh joe santorsa scranton pennsylvania uh the electric city welcome back sir no sex stories for me no sex stories from joe that's all right from josepher um and <laughs> josepher um, 2.0 yeah uh, <laughs> uh and uh, uh last but definitely not least rain from four freedoms blog in washington dc welcome back well, I hope I didn't make y'all feel uncomfortable, but I really do no. appreciate sharing your stories. No, Irene, you got to do a lot worse than that to make me feel uh, uh, uncomfortable. Oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, is that a challenge? Is that no, a challenge? Sure. If, if if you would like to take that as a challenge, uh, definitely. Um, uh, you know what, Kenny? Huh. You know what, Kenny? Challenge accepted? I participated in a video watching Three Girls in a Cup. Oh, you did a reaction video? Yes, I did. Oh my god, that's hilarious. I want to see that. Okay, I have to talk to my friend. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so uh, welcome back, uh, that everybody. That work. There's nothing I can do. Nothing. No, that's 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 all right. No, I'm yeah. Oh, man, I, I think I'm out of Mad Libs in this book. This is stupid. I got one in this book. I might do. I got to grab another book because I asked for adjectives, and there's only two adjectives in that stupid puzzle. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, yeah, welcome back everybody. Let's go ahead and, and uh, get back to some of our audio because I got a I got a boatload of stuff I still want to play. Uh, I want to play the last clip uh, from uh, Velshi and Rule, um, and um, uh, this is uh, <laughs> I, it, it, I, I entitled this clip "Mirror, Mirror, Motherfucker." Uh, <laughs> and uh, and I also uh, kind of thought uh, when when she said when uh, when uh, at the end of the clip when um, Stephanie Rule uh, says uh, she says mirror 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 uh, Trump I thought of this Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker yeah so <laughs> um, and uh, but yeah listen listen to this the, the uh, this is uh, regarding him tweeting about Al Franken, and it's like, uh, hey, Mr. Glasshouse, nice stones you got. So how did the president respond to all of these allegations? Let's remember, all of them, a huge amount of allegations. He called some of them, quote, vicious claims and totally and absolutely false at a rally one month before the 2016 election. He also uh, commented that, you know, I, why would I sexually assault these women there? ugly. He made comments about ugly women. Uh, This thing took a bad turn and a lot of people are wondering what has happened. Why don't we remember these women's names at all? And this is one of the problems of victimization. The story comes, the story goes, and we we need to remember that these are those women were too ugly. Yeah, that's what he said. Mirror, mirror, President Trump. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen to that. Amen. Amen. Hey, motherfucker. Um. Yeah. Mirror, mirror, motherfucker. I mean, seriously. They, uh, 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 oh, how infuriating is that? Oh well. 
Well, you know, people, I, people, you know, there, I, there's a part of me that there's a there's a really nasty, vindictive little part of me that says, add forty pounds to every host on MSNBC and watch them disappear. Sure, or you know, any network, you know, right. uh, you know, I, I mean. Yeah. But but to me, Wait, do you mean add forty pounds to every broadcaster? Yeah, uh, I disagree. Uh, add forty pounds I've... to any female broadcaster because it, there's been a oh, lot. Okay. There's been a lot of yeah. weight fluctuation with a lot of different people I, I, on. Chris on and would be like you know, uh, you know, uh, under threat, you know, but. Uh, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, this, this is uh, you know, good heavens. You know, this is the way things work. It's a locust world. But the, 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 the thing is, the thing is, well, the, mo- isn't the that most, good? isn't that good that finally, finally, mm-hmm. Stephanie rules said to Donald Trump, mirror, mirror, finally yeah. a woman said that to him. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's not just that, but the, the whole point pounds on her and she wouldn't have but, gotten her job, but hold on, hold on. The whole point yeah. of this is that. This conception that somebody who is objectively unattractive to an individual or a group of individuals can't be assaulted. You know, to say that that's impossible that they were insulted. They're not attractive enough. Right. That's fucking that's ugly. That is ugly. That that pisses me off to no end. Yeah. Well, it also ignores the fact that assault, that sexual assault is assault, not a sexual act. Exactly. It doesn't, doesn't take attraction. 80-year-old women in nursing homes are raped. It's Thank a, you. It's an act of violence, yeah. not an act of It's an act of, of violence. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's an really, act of power be, over somebody, not sex. Well, that's yeah. just it. It should be considered an act of violence by using sexual functions. Yes. Right. That's what it should be when we talk about sexual assault. And the fact that we have a man who's living in the White House who doesn't understand that is disgusting. Yeah. So, I, I, so, but yeah, I, that's, you know, that's the, the, the whole not point. A man, you know, I don't know what the fuck he is. You know, Pete, I love you for saying that. Uh, I don't, I, honest to God, he's not a know, human. As far as I'm concerned, you know, He's just like genderless monster. He's a homunculus. And you know what, Wayne? I have a a quick story I'd like to tell you. Uh, I I just want to say, just real quick, and I'll I'll let you do your story, um, uh, is is I think that sound, maybe that wasn't Tic Tacs. Maybe those were his tiny artificial balls that were rattling around in his pocket. But go ahead, go ahead, Ray. He's made made out of orange Play-Doh. That's true. It sounded like Tic Tacs. All right, I have a friend. Who, when we were in college together, and we used to go out, and we dated. We just, and when we, I don't, I, I shouldn't even say dated. We went out, and we mm-hmm. looked for guys. And I'll make this, I'll make this statement here now. We went out to to get laid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was in the eighties, and we, you know, there was the yuppies and all this stuff. And my friend, my friend was from South Carolina, and I was from New York. And she used to say rain, and she said it in her southern voice, which I can't do. But she said to me, rain, you need to make sure that when you find a guy, he's a man and not a boy. And so 
I thought that was a very interesting thing then, and I still think it's really interesting now because when Pete said he's not a man, yeah, he really isn't. And I, uh, my yeah. my For interpretation reason, of a man that, now is much different yeah. than it was, you know, thirty years ago. Sure. Pete, go ahead. Yeah, I got you. Conversely, it reminds me of an old Randy Newman lyric uh, that went like, uh, "Don't bring no young girl to love me. Bring me a woman tonight." Okay. And this is why we need nuance in what we're talking about when it comes yeah. to sexual assault. See, full circle right there. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, the, the, the idea, you know, it's, it's, thinking about gender, you know, always leads me into blind alleys because I, I just, uh, I don't see the, uh, the, this gulf between male and female that other people uh, hang their hats on. Uh, I think we're all essentially the same. So, um, all right. Uh, um, I, on that note, I want to switch to uh, switch gears bigly uh, because we're going to start talking about Roy Moore. But fo- before we get to Roy Moore, I want to I want to get to this. That's mm. People taking pleasure in your pain. Well, I got roped into watching a video on Twitter the other day from some jagoff by the name of Matt Couch from America First Media or something dumb shit like that. And if anybody remembers, it was a whole like three days ago that Sean Hannity decided to say that to start backing away from Roy Moore and say he he gave him a 24 hour ultimatum to clear up the uh you know discrepancies in the story that he was telling you know the or the lies he was telling or the creepy shit he was saying about i always asked for permission from the girl girl's mothers that i dated um well a, a group of conservatives um on uh twitter were freaking out And this Matt Couch guy was included because this is after they broke all their coffee makers. (laughs) So, uh, and I shared this audio with Rain and Joe. Joe, I don't know if you got to see it, but Rain listened to it. (laughs) Uh, It was so funny, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. So, so yeah. So so everybody, let's get some, let's start giggling right now. This is good. The, the, the yearbook story is a complete farce. I've had forensics people look at it in the last 10 sure hours. You have. It's a Ford signature. The M's don't match. The E's don't match. The sevens don't match. So Sean Hannity used a fake yearbook picture to slander and slam Judge Roy Moore in the Alabama election cycle. Okay. The 24, giving him a 24 hour window to prove his innocence. That's interesting. I mean, Sean, are there 17,000 people that are giving you 24 hours to replace their Keurigs <laughs> that they busted because they were standing up for you? Oh, poor little fellow. <laughs> Did 24,000 people break their coffee makers? That's a lot. <laughs> That's your rigs. That's your rigs. It's okay. Oh, yeah, they the break on the wrong. They they break in two months yeah. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the fun part in the next six months, all those twenty four thousand are like, I want a new Keurig. Can oh I yeah, have a new one. Hey, Mine Black Friday is coming counter. up. 
Black Friday's coming up, everybody. Uh, I'm telling you. <laughs> you just have a Keurig for two two months, it'll break itself. Jeez. No problem. There you go. It's like a it's almost like it's a home medics uh product. Um uh so anyway, I, I thought I would play that. I thought that was that was pretty damn funny. Okay, I now, thought it was funny too. Yeah. It's funny too, because they're like, Yes, I hate my Keurig. I love my Keurig, but I have to kill it because I can't kill my child. <laughs> if you love something, you set it free. <laughs> if you want if you were going anywhere near that Keurig of ours, my wife will cut your hand off. I bet she would. My sister is in the same well, you know, there's a knife part. You only need one hand to make coffee with a Keurig. <laughs> That's true. I'm That's tell you, I just. I had to. I had to rig my old, my new Keurig to to, to uh, blend coffee from bogus coffee makers because now they have the scanner on there, and oh, I almost smashed mine because. Keurig. Well, no, the new ones are coded. They have a code reader, yeah. and if you don't buy their stuff, I mean, it's ridiculous. So I rigged it. I rigged it. Rigged. I just cut the top of one of their things off and put it up on the scan reader and put my old coffee in there. There you go. Uh, oh, oh, uh, Tim uh, thankfully reminded me uh, uh, he's going to join us uh, in hour one next Tuesday on the program. Tim Carmel, everybody. Yay. Oh, oh yay. You know what I think I'm going to try and do is I think I want to do celebrity what the hell is that sound and I'm going to see if I can get Jody uh to uh uh be on uh a team and Tim okay, to be on I a team. Okay, can I just back out? Can I leave? Oh, no. come on. It's just oh, goofy fun. You're on a winning streak anyway. Barely. I fell asleep last week, people. Come on, you, do you really hate the game that much? Do I have to suspend my favorite segment of the show? No. no I'm just you, kidding. No, I don't hate the game that much. <laughs> okay, good, no. good. Thank you. No, it's just, so, just, you're just not accustomed fun. to being so bad at something. You it's do okay. realize, you're Rain, not that bad. You do realize, Rain, that nobody has a clue what those sounds are, and we're all guessing. Really? Are you? Yeah, I don't even know. Like, I am. <laughs> I don't know if yes. Pete. I don't know what you're talking about. Pete doesn't know what we're what talking about. Maybe, maybe I should. I should. We should uh, uh, give Pete an example of how the game works after the break. Um, All right. Anyway, uh, before we go to the break, though, I want to play. <laughs> oh shit! This is so. Oh, yeah, I, we, we got to do it. We got to do it. Um, uh, Velshian rule with Trenton Garnon uh, on Roy Moore. Oh. Uh, this is oh, yeah. This is these are terrible. slightly longer clips, but Stephanie Rule, thankfully, she you know we won't have to do a whole lot of commentary, but we'll all get a chance. But again, righteous, righteous anger uh, from Stephanie Rule. It's amazing. But here's a clip one. Would it be unusual for you, as a 32 year old guy, to have dated a woman as young as 17? That'd be a what 15 year difference, or a girl 18? Do you remember dating girls that young at that time? Not generally, no. If I did, I, you know, I'm not going to dispute anything, but I don't remember anything like that. But you don't specifically remember having any girlfriend that was in her late teens even at that time? No, I don't remember that, and I don't remember ever dating any girl without the permission of her mother. Okay, so if, if Roy Moore doesn't remember 
How could he say that it's definitively false? And number two, why mm. would he need permission from any of these girls' mothers not if they weren't underage? <laughs> Sure, that, that's a good question. And culturally speaking, obviously there's differences. Looked up the Cor- issue. Oh, uh, oh, oh I'm, sorry, wow. I'm sorry. I'm uh, sorry. Cor- culturally speaking, um, he meant to say culturally, but uh, this guy, this Trenton um, problematic issue here is it, that damn it, damn it, uh, Trenton uh, Garmin, whatever. Uh, every time he answers a question, he goes, "Oh, oh sure, sure, uh-huh, sure, sure." Like right before he talks, oh, it makes me just want to punch so much. Well, that's awesome that you have got a such a diverse background it's really cool to read through that but what is this what does you know, Ali's culture background has a, have to do with dating a 14 year old uh i'm 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 not finished with the context of it well, please but answer what, is, Ali, is this. what does ali velshi's background have to do with dating under children 14 year old girls Sure. In other in sure. other countries, there's arrangement through parents for what we would refer Allie's to as from consensual marriage. So Ali's from Canada. I understand that. And Al- Ali's also spent time in other countries, so of which I've gone to. So it's not a bad thing. I, I don't, I so don't know where you're going is, with uh, this, Trent. Stephanie, to answer, but here's the answer to your question. So he said no, comma. So he answered no. And then he went on to say his process would be before he date anybody, whether they're 25, 35, or whether he doesn't know their age, he would ask the mother's permission. So he actually answered no. There's no inconsistency in that. And I stand by the, the answer. To me, it's the most appropriate, proper answer. When I, when I, bullshit. Oh my god! Just want to keep punching, oh. and punching, and punching. Well, um, that clarifies something about that happened to Pete. Going back uh, to his story, mm. you didn't ask that girl's permission. No, her to mother's permission. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. the mother's. Permission. That's what she was pissed off about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. I don't know. Uh, but See? you know, it's interesting during that whole segment. Um, you know, Allie. Uh, basically just sat there and let Stephanie <laughs> yeah. roll. Yeah. You know? uh, well, and that's yeah. the great thing is, is uh, this, the second clip in this Pete totally perfectly illustrates it, that. You know, one thing about uh, Ali Velshi, he is not an angry guy. No, he's mainly a financial news guy. He's, he's a all business. pro, he's but he doesn't business. get mad. No. And mm-hmm. that's why the combo of Velshi and rule is so great because she's like, Oh no, you didn't motherfucker. You know, <laughs> right. exactly. And, you went and, there, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. And, and and listen, listen to to the wrap up here uh, of that segment. I didn't get a whole lot more of that Trenton guy because he makes me so fucking angry because he's so condescending and smug and creepy. In his got face, a hell of a chin. his he's facial a features are way out of. Pro- his facial features are way out of proportion. His mouth, it looks like he can dislocate his jaw and swallow small mammals. Um, it doesn't have a law license. It doesn't have a law license. Jesus, God. But listen to this. You this is, this is amazing. If he had 40 pounds to that chin, he wouldn't be on TV. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> See? Uh, there. Uh, uh, but no, so so Velshi just is like, okay, well, this is what this means in regards to this and this and this. Just playing it straight down the line. And Stephanie Rolls like, well, just listen to her response. The issue, uh, the problematic issue here is that, as Trenton says, a court case is a court case, or hearings are hearings. We don't know what here uh, goes to court. These allegations are old. They are, in many cases, beyond the statute of limitations. And there's an election in 27 days. So there's two separate things happening here. And if, if the argument is, because this can't be heard by a court of law in the next 27 days, nothing should be done about it, that's going to be problematic to a lot of people, including the families of the accused. 
users. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't hear anything you're saying. Do you know why? Because <laughs> what in the world were we talking about other countries? And what country is it that you that you are yeah. from or where you visited? There's nothing cultural about my background that helped me to understand what the, that conversation is was about. Is it that you were born in Kenya? Kenya, a I'm, country I'm guessing that, that that's I what, also lived in I, that has that's absolutely that nothing to do yeah. with any of this? And yeah. in fact... I feel sad for the people of Alabama who are trying so hard to get out from under a completely unfair stereotype, yep. and then we're taken right back into, well, you people who are from some different parts and we live a different way here. You know what? Everyone in this country, no matter what community uh, you're part of, no matter what culture you're connected to, we believe in the rule of law and, 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 and some respect, sort and of sexual misconduct yep. with a minor in any part of this country is, is against the law. Right. All right. Uh, Ali can speak to those other places the other countries that I've, that I've come from and visited. All right, stand by, everybody. Uh, we are going to talk about the GOP tax plan. And he's just like, yeah, we're going to talk about the GOP tax plan coming up. But uh, seriously, Stephanie Rule. In Jesus' name, boogity, 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 amen. She, she basically said, I'm so fucking mad right now, I can't think about anything else other than what that bigoted asshole just said about you. Why didn't he look up what I, where I used to live? I used to live in Kenya. Why didn't he Google me and look up my diverse background? You know, I mean, it's so offensive. Oh, Google, you know, uh, you know, Google the, the guy who has the funny last name and find out what his really cool, diverse background. I read about your background. That's really cool. It's so diverse. Oh, my God. I wanted to, uh, seriously, I have not wanted to just start punching shit in the longest time as to when I heard that. That was so offensive. Did you hear the best part of that? Uh, Do you know he was disbarred at one point? Uh, Yeah. Uh, He was was disbarred at one point, and he appealed his disbarment. And and, and the the judge that uh, upheld the uh, disbarment was Roy Moore. Oh, my God. Really? What the fuck? I didn't know that. Yes, he had to go in front of a panel of which so this guy is Roy, like Moore was, Ray, Roy Moore was Roy Moore, the guy who upheld his disbarment. <laughs> but I still That's think great. you're a real stand-up fella, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Come on down. Let's go to Cinnabon. We used to hang out at Cinnabon together and uh, watch the girls come out of <laughs> yeah. Forever 21 and Mary go around. Yeah, well, that, that guy's chin ate a lot of Cinnabon. I bet they sat there drawing like tracing hearts in the syrup. We went to the chess king and brought turtlenecks in them high-waisted <laughs> pants. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I used you to know, go. To, I used to go to Chess King and buy turtlenecks and high-waisted pants. What law pants. school did he graduate from, and what bar exam did he pass? I don't know. But you know, the t- one of the great optical disconnects for me is that that clip of Roy Moore in, in an. He's wearing a, a dark vest that's way too small for him. Oh, yeah. You know, um, pulling out a little bitty handgun. Mm-hmm. Because he, he looked like that a... handgun was way se- too small for him. A 70-something, uh, you know, uh, man dressed up as uh, a kid's idea of a cowboy. <laughs> yes. You know, yeah. just stuffed well, into kids' clothes. Well, did you see Saturday Night Live, Pete? No. Saturday Night Live did a thing with that he, he was being interviewed by Mike Pence and then uh, and then Jeff Sessions comes out. It was Kate McKinnon as oh, Jeff God, Sessions. Yeah. <laughs> but before before Pence got up and walked out, he said, 
Look, he says, he says, uh, if you didn't, uh, he says, if you didn't uh, bother little girls, he says, why do you dress up like the the cowboy in Toy Story? <laughs> oh, see, that's funny. That's funny. But uh, okay, rim shot. But we we are running over again. We got to go to the break because uh, uh, I think the last thing we have tonight is a little bit of daily show and uh, some Mad Libs that we're gonna blow through real quick. Uh, so everybody uh, hang tight. We'll be right back. But yeah, seriously, Trenton, what fucking Trenton Garmin. Oh, seriously, buddy. That chin is making a fine looking target. <laughs> oh, yeah. For a guy with a name of Garmin, he really lost his way. Trenton Garmin, a guy with two last names. I know I can't stand people with two first names, but two last names. Oh, well, you know. It Hi, my like name's Smith Johnson. Yeah, you got Trent Lott, you got Trent Franks, you know, and Trent. Uh, oh. you know, it's it, the name is a bad start. Yeah, so, it truly is. There you go. All right. Um, can we just all accept that these are white guys' names? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like Tucker well, and Buckley. As far as we know. Well, you know, maybe we should look at there. how. Maybe we should go look at how cool and diverse their background is. That was real nice reading through that when I was reading about you being a Muslim. Um, <laughs> fucking assholes. Uh, all right. Uh, break time. We'll be right back. Uh, ooh, I got to load up a song. We'll be right back right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com.
You're listening to Indie Media Weekly. I am Michelle Lagan. I am Miles Lagan. We both are co-hosts of Mike Check Radio, along with host Adam Hebert. I'm a little bit D&D. I'm a little bit Star Wars. Together with Adam, we cover politics and most things in the nerd universe. Join us on Saturdays from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern here on Indie Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland's. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, uh, Washington, D.C. Thank you, Scranton. And thank you, uh, Madison. And uh, for the first time in a very long time, Kenny Pick had a hot mic. So you probably got me uh, uh, talking to Susan in the background uh, on the break saying, uh, she asking me if we had plans this Sunday. And I said, why? Is it Carol Ann's concert? She's like, no, that was last Sunday. And I said, dodge that bullet. And uh, <laughs> talking about our family, <laughs> and then uh, she was like, "No, Karen, Karen, and uh, uh, Dan needed me to watch the boys while I picked up the car, and well, they pick up their new car." And I was like, uh, "Do I need to go?" And well, no, I just want to know if we had plans. And then, <laughs> and then I said, "Is he staying with family? Or are they going to Toledo to pick up the car?" Yeah, does he have his own place in Toledo, or is he staying with family? And she's like, "Staying with family." I was like, "All right, we'll talk more about it later." And then I came back in, and I was like, "Shit." 
mics on. <laughs> so that's, if you listen real close on the podcast, kids, that's pretty much what you'll hear. Or you can just hear me say it now. So uh, so anyway, as promised, I'm going to do this for, uh, for uh, 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 our good buddy, P.S. Mueller. Um, I'm going to give you a <laughs> sampling of what our new feature is on the show that we've been doing on Tuesdays. Um, and if you want to do this on a Friday sometime, I, I think it would be, it would be lovely. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's a, well, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, let's let the jingle speak for itself. This is what it, how it goes. Get ready to play. What the hell is that sound on turn up the night with Kenny pig. <laughs> What the hell? And now it's time to play What the Hell Is That Sound? What the hell is that shit? All right, Pete, so this is how the game works. You're going to be playing all by yourself right now because this is a question that's already been asked. But generally what we do is I ask a series, mm-hmm. I play a series of five audio clips followed by four multiple choice answers apiece. And you decide on what the best answer is. So uh, we're going to okay. we're going to we're <laughs> going to do a rerun of one and let you participate now. So here is Team Pete, here is your sound. Ah! Okay, is that <laughs> A, a bush baby stuck in a burlap sack, B, a baby sloth looking for attention, C, a baby goat begging for a bottle, or D, Jeff Sessions having a hard time putting on his new elf boots? Well, it would be Jeff Sessions, of course. Well, and the one thing about the game is D is never right. So, <laughs> oh. okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, then. <clears throat> and then I, I, I lose the round one. Well, no, you, well, yeah. I mean, that, that's the only round. But, uh, but uh, so basically, you, you pick from the the first three. It's a bush baby stuck in a burlap sack, a baby sloth looking for attention, or a baby goat baby well, for a bush bottle. baby in a burlap sack, of course. Well, it is not ah! that sound. Ah! That sound is uh, a rain. Did you want to jump in before I give him the answer, or do you want to give him the answer? I just want to say that I feel Pete's pain. Oh, <laughs> y'all know, y'all know it's, what trouble I've had with this game. It's just goofy fun. That's it. There's no real prizes, but no, the the mm-hmm. real the actual answer is a baby sloth looking for attention, Pete. So so yeah, so that's basically oh. what I do, you know, and and I in every every never D, go with D P. Every never. D answer is basically just making fun of a Republican. Like uh, I had uh, the last sound Rand Paul heard before he awoke in the hospital. Uh, <laughs> the sound inside Carter Page's head that causes him to look the way he does. Uh, <laughs> Dana Losha's last show on the Blaze, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, so that's how it works. So Pete, if you're interested, it's it's just basically crazy recordings of animals or people or machines or whatever that I record and then uh, do multiple choice questions for. So if you ever want to do that on a Friday or come on and play on a Tuesday, it's all you, brother. Okay. All right, so uh, here- I want I want I want to see you try this on rain. 
Well, I don't have any new sounds right now from Rain. Uh, for I'm sorry, for Rain. How rather. can you tease us like this? Um, because we do it on Tuesdays. Oh, okay. yeah. I, I missed that part. I'm sorry. I could I could play you a clip from uh, uh, I've been watching and recording uh, audio from uh, demonic scare films from the 80s. I got this one. I was doing rituals all night long. I believe that Satan was my friend and the demons were my brothers. And now I'm a Trump supporter. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's that's for gods and monsters. But anywho, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, get to our last quick audio here from uh, The Daily Show, everybody. Of course, this uh, is more Roy Moore-related stuff here. Um, but uh, Trevor Noah... Um, uh, he got a phone call on his show the other day. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, it was very important. Here you go. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this Bernie Bernstein is not a real Washington Post reporter. I don't even know what that accent was. It sounded like a guy trying to do a New York Jewish voice based on hearing a friend describe a Woody Allen movie. Like, obviously, there is no Bernie Bernstein from the Washington Post. Like, people are being paid for this, really? There's someone who's out there who's paying people to make up stories about Roy Moore? Like, like what is... <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't know who this, who this is. Hello? Hello, Trevor Boychick. Yeah, how can you say that Bernie Bernstein isn't real? It's me, Oyvaz Mir. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, who is this? It's a Washington Post reporter, Bernie Bernstein. Who else should it be? I'm sorry, something's not right about this. Hold on, you, you sound like you're nearby. Where did you say you were calling not from at exactly? All, friend. I'm calling from the Washington Post, Bernie Bernstein. I'm a real person. I'm a very Jewish Trevor, may I say something to start off? Using a flip phone, John? I'm old. <laughs> so, yeah, so there you go. The whole Bernie Bernstein um, thing uh, playing out. John Stewart, of course, returning to uh, The Daily Show to promote his new um, uh, Night of Too Many Stars you should Google that. You can actually donate and uh, in, in enter a raffle to be interviewed by Trevor, Trevor Noah on The Daily Show. Uh, every donation, uh, you could get interviewed on The Daily How cool would it be if one of us got that? Profile boost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah. So, anyway, I, I had to play that, of course. The... Oh, that Bernie Bernstein thing is so insane. Uh, it's it's so so insane. Um, but uh, anywho, a, any quick thoughts on that before we get to the Mad Libs, folks? It was nice to hear John. Yeah, it was nice to see him on the on the set again. And by the way, the applause I cut out like half of that clip because it was applause and put in a little whoop, you know. Uh, so it was very nice. Did you, did you see that uh, video, Rain? Rain? Rain. Uh-oh. Did we lose her again? Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Joe. No, you didn't lose oh, okay. me. Okay. Oh, Rain. There you go. Some quiet time. Oh, our, our hearts need, stopped. 
Sometimes. Sometimes I actually think I'm just listening to the show and I love it so much. And like, <laughs> yeah, you guys go. You, go. you know, that happens to me from time to time. I get wrapped up in the conversation and forget I'm on. It it happens to me sometimes, and then everybody's like, "Ken, Ken, what, what, what?" Anyway, but Rain wasn't that nice to see uh, John Stewart back. Yes, it was. Yeah, it really was. I'm still trying to get over Bernie Bernstein. Is it Bob Woodward and? Come on, but, Joe, but help the, me out. But Bob the, email, the and email address was Carl Bernstein. Carl Bernstein. Carl, so we have yeah. Bernie Bernstein. But the, the email address was Al Bernstein. Oh, dear God. At well, the, you know, my name, my full name's Albert, but I go by Bernie. That's not Bernie. really how it works. Yes. It's usually Bernard. It was Al Bernstein at oh uh, JewishPress.com. <laughs> shall, shall, shall I play real quick one more time the Bernie Bernstein robocall? It's only 16 seconds. Just to see how, how bullshit and bogus that accent was. Hi, this is Bernie Bernstein. I'm a reporter for the Washington Post. I'm calling to find out if anyone at this address is a female between the ages of 54 to 57 years old willing to make damaging remarks about candidate William Moore for a reward of between $5,000 Damaging remarks? <laughs> I'm, I'm looking, I was wondering if you can make damaging remarks. Because cause that's they how it works. So dumb. Yeah, your, your tax returns. They are so yeah. dumb. Because, you know what? If Democrats are really evil, they'd be like, Hi, yes, I'm Bernie Bernstein, but you also know me as um, Woody Allen. Yeah. He might as well have called and says, Bialystok and Bloom. Bialystok Thank and you. Bloom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, oh, uh, Jay Colley says the name Bernie Bernstein reminds me of Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. I'll we'll give you a rip shot for that. So, uh, all right. A- any other thoughts before we get to uh, before we do our Mad Libs here, everybody? Oh, Trump yep. is a racist. That's it. That's true. That's uh, and anybody who supports him is complicit in racism, thus a racist. Um. All right. So here we go, everybody. Uh, Mad Libs for the win. I was mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad. Get Mad Libs. Oh God bless Mad Libs. <sighs> oh, meow goodness, put feel the Bernstein in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh. <laughs> Uh, all right. So here we go. Um, let's go. Let, Pete, we'll start with you tonight. Okay. I need, I need a number. A number. Well, you know, back during writing sessions at the Onion, we would actually argue about numbers, about one number being funnier than the other. Ooh. What was your go-to uh, funny number? I didn't have one, uh, and I always lost the argument to the boss. Who insisted that it was eleven? So I 11. Would say eleven. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I'll tell you what, Joe. I want a number from you too. Let's see. Um, six sixty-six. Six sixty-six. A man after my own heart. Number the beast. Little man. <laughs> And, uh, oh, wait, is that Bernie? That's Bernie Bernstein's extension. 
<laughs> Extension 666 because, you know, my people are all demon spawn. And we'd like some damaging information, please. Um, all right. Uh, rain, part of the body, plural. Hmm. Well, just think of one ovaries. and add an S. Ovaries. There ovaries. it is. Uh, that's how I like my eggs. Ovaries. E. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Pete, a verb ending in ing. Don't be bashful. Mm, strapping okay, should, should be strapping based on your story. Uh, how about. Uh, uh, Strapping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you you were not a strapping young lad, is what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I kibitz I kibitz there. That was yeah. just the Bernstein in me coming out when I was kibitzing. Um, kibitzing. <laughs> Joe, uh, Joe, give me a verb, sir. Cucking. Uh, Cuck. <laughs> So I don't need an ing. So we'll just go. Uh, yeah, there you go. Oh, that's good. Uh, and rain, same as last time. Part of the body, plural. Um. Ears. Ears. There we go. All right, we're done. We're done. So I'm working off two books right now. I ordered more Mad Libs. I forget what it was, but it. Oh, it was cats. I ordered cat Mad Libs, or should I say cat libs? Uh, <laughs> Susan liked that. So, yes. In the first uh, word I'm going to use uh, in my cat Mad Libs is. Poor Jeff. All right, here we go. This one is from uh get the party started mad libs from the sleepover uh, uh the sleepover schmeepover is what this one's called um so here we go the gooey thing about sleepover parties is that even though you're supposed to sleep over chances are you and your predators will catch fewer than 11 winks oh you and your predators thank you chat <laughs> It's always the same. You promise your mom and Roy Moore that you'll go to bed before 666 <laughs> o'clock. Damn it. But instead, you stay up until the crack of teenager. Oh, this oh. is getting really disturbing. Thank you, yeah. chat. Thank you, chat. Um, the next thing you know, you're waking up to the smell of fried claw and scrambled liberals emanating yeah. from... Yeah. Emanate... <laughs> Emanating from the truck. <laughs> Is that the truck Trump was posing in? <laughs> I don't know, man. I think Roy Moore was in the back of it. Could have been. Could have been. Yuck. Uh, Yuck. After, after, uh, after breakfast, you change out of your cats, pack your uvulas, and stumble into your parents' purr when they finally come to pick you up. Uh, it's... It, it, if you're uh, like most idiots your age, <laughs> you'll be so tired, you'll want to take a steadfast nap the minute you get home, which means a Bernstein thinking, 
maybe they should co- wh- wh- I'm sorry, which gets a Bernstein thinking, maybe they should call them awakeovers instead. <laughs> that was terrible. So, <laughs> all right, here's the other one. Oh, it's on the same theme, but it's a different book. This is from Adult Mad Libs. Go Greek! This is All Night Study Session. See how sleazy our chat room got. Actually, sleazy is in here somewhere. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. It's the night before your sleepy exam on uh, 18th century history. And as usual, you've left all your crapping until the last minute. In fact, you've not cracked open a single meatball all semester. In desperation, you head to the campus ferret for an all-night jinx session. After several bottles of throbbing dew... Really? (laughs) After several bottles of throbbing dew... New soft drink sensation. Like Mountain Dew, throbbing dew. Uh, after several bottles of throbbing dew, you managed to read the entire penis. And uh, we've, we've, we've broken that uh, rule. Hit, hit the sound bite. We, 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 yes, we uh, 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 have broken the rule. Don't save penis in this house! Uh, Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. You are welcome. You are welcome. And uh, so, uh, yes, uh, here we go. Uh, but you're so full of caffeine, your ovaries won't stop shaking. By the time you oh. finish, by the time you finish all your strapping, the fur ball is rising. <laughs> fur ball rising—that's a great name for a band, right there. Uh, <laughs> you head home for a much-needed pulsating breakfast of scrambled zucchini and roasted prostate, plus some sleazy coffee. You've gone twenty-four garlic presses without sleep. But you know you're ready for the exam. You just have to make sure you don't close your ears or you might cuck through the entire final. There you go, everybody. <laughs> There's your mad lips. Don't cuck through your finals, kids. That's the only way to get through. And lay off the throbbing dew. <laughs> was that what it was? <laughs> throbbing dew? I don't know. That's uh, Yeah, throbbing dew. I'm, I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a new Mountain Dew that was called Throbbing Dew because they have like 8,000 versions of Mountain Dew now. So there you go. Mountain Dew, take that for free. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, the Mountain Dew, fuck you. I want money for that. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, it's a Doors song. What was a Doors song? Uh I don't know. The, the, what was I? What was the the phrase I said would be a good band? I think that's what he's referring to. Never mind. Oh, the the uh, uh, furball rising. Furball, Mister you know, Furball, mojo, mojo rising. rising, Mister Furball rising, Mister yeah. Mojo rising. Yeah, you got to get some cat hacking in there too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There you go. Well, actually, we could just throw this guy in there uh, just for the heck of it. (laughs) Thank you, sir. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) that was one of our What the Hell is That Sound clips, uh, (laughs) Pete, from last That was Jeff Sessions in his last congressional appearance. (laughs) Right. Before he uh, 
before he turned into a gremlin? Actually, <laughs> I, actually, they I think our, after, they fed him after midnight. I think our D joke for that one was uh, Sean Hannity after he heard Kirk dropped his show as a sponsor. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, all right, let's go ahead and wrap things up. Uh, great show tonight, everybody! Wow, so dense. Uh, you know, as dense as Sean Hannity's head actually is how dense this show was um uh but yeah let's go ahead and wrap things up uh uh joe what do you got uh, for parting shot tonight well hold on to your courage because uh, kushner's in trouble again tonight uh, oh we didn't even get to talk about trump russia tonight joe you've always got good news at the end of a show uh, i try i try and uh, uh apparently the um uh, jared kushner the son-in-law of Donald testified in front of Congress that the campaign never had any communication with WikiLeaks. But That's now we found out right. that he forwarded all those Donald Trump Jr. emails about WikiLeaks. So he lied to Congress. He committed perjury. Stupid people are ruining America. And you know, you know what the, you know, that's a federal, federal crime. Yeah, they can send you to Leavenworth for that. For lying to Congress? And you he lied to Congress. You had time. So, uh, there we go. Uh, we have uh, another, he, he uh, lied to Congress, apparently. Wow. Uh, yeah. And you know who he has the I'm blame good. in this whole thing, right? Blame yourself. You that's right. This shit gets me hot and bothered. Me too. Yeah. Me too. yeah. I'll yeah. send you the straps Muller, back. Muller, <laughs> Muller's <laughs> just sitting there. Muller's just sitting there with with cuffs. No, you know, the thing is, Muller's just sitting there in an easy chair just waiting for this. It just you know, It's like all the clown shoes keep hit, hitting the floor, you know? I think it's differ. I think that man is working furiously. I, I think I everyone know. working under him is working furiously to bring this thing to close. And, and I also believe, you know, and I'm just going to go out on a limb right here and right now and say, you know, we are going to be shocked at the number of indictments that come out of this oh, yeah. investigation. Oh, it's I, I agree. Blow our minds. I've, I've already referred that. to this as a, a legal tsunami of bloody diarrhea. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I said that to Rain in the production chat, Rain. I said, uh, I, have a, I have this gut feeling this is way bigger than we can even imagine. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, I agree. what the hell do we know? My, my oh, yeah. closing shot is that if we think we see the tip of the iceberg, mm-hmm. we don't. Imagine what the iceberg is. We don't. Yeah. We yeah. don't. This is this is going to be mm-hmm. way bigger, and um, just buckle up, boys. It's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot to play Joe's jingle tonight, but I can at least play. Uh, I can at least play the the uh, buckle up. Uh, there you go. Uh, Here we go. Buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, 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 and my other parting shot is that yeah. I want this all to be exposed. I really, really want for the for this country to know 
that we've been sold out to the Russians. Mm-hmm. And I want real patriotism. Real patriotism to come back. You and me and both, sister. You and me both. Yeah, we need a, a Republican uh, channeling the ghost of Howard Baker here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, it's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, uh, all right, Rain, you, you good? We can give uh, Pete the uh, final parting shot. Pete, I'm done. That was my got? shot. What do you got, sir? What what what, what have I got? I, I I don't have anything. What? Jeez, I'm in a complete loss. I wouldn't I know gave, what to say if I, I could you, think of what to say. I gave you the straps back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're very you know, nice straps that, too. That was my big mistake. Is I didn't keep those. Yeah. <laughs> you should have said, "All yeah, right, I'm could have used them to me. tie my luggage." You know. Um, yeah. Could have had some anyway. really, really sweet bracelets. Oh, good lord! Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, good lord! <laughs> this is adorable. I bid you good night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, I think that that's a perfect ending to turn up tonight. Right now, uh, of course, Tim Cormel will be. Uh, hopefully, we can get Jody Hamilton on because I want to do celebrity. What the hell is that sound on Tuesday? Uh, it'll be in the first wow. hour because that's when Tim will be joining us. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll have lots more fun stuff. Uh, I'll be on Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert tomorrow, seven to ten p.m. Eastern. Check out Southern Progressive Revival this Sunday with uh, Janet, Joey, Wes, Wes, and John. And um, yeah, uh, all the other uh, wonderful crap we have on the network. Always uploading new music, so be sure to listen uh, uh, between uh, talk shows and enjoy. And uh, listen to Gods and Monsters or whatever between uh, 5 and 7. And, of course, I'll be doing The Night Show tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern. Good night. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities on behalf of the management and staff. We wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Woo!